Good evening, Creepsters. On tonight's episode, your horror host, Chainsaw Paul, and Wolfman Bello summon up some minions from hell with a look back at 1988's Night of the Demons. And then the creeps get lost in a dark, tormented world of pleasure and pain with a review of Clyde Barker's Hellraiser. Also featured tonight, horrorcore rap artist Poltergeist. So turn the lights down low, grab your puzzle box, and welcome to Podcast from the Crypt. We begin with the reign of terror. A few murders here and there. Do you know what the most frightening thing in the world is? It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! Coming to get you, Barbara. They are not men, dear. They are dead bodies. Zombies. The living dead. Welcome back, Cripsters. Welcome back to another episode of Podcast from the Crypt. It's your horror host, Chainsaw Paul. And I am your permanent guest host, Wolfman Memo. Hey, Madman, we're waiting for you to introduce yourself. Come on now. Yep. He's not here with us. He had some shit to do, so we're like, we gave him a pass for this one. Yeah, I mean, it's understandable, yeah. so it's it's all cool with us, um, but at least you guys got your dynamic duel here. Yes. I'm Batman, and he's my Robin. No, I'm Fat Man. You're Fat Man? <laughs> Batman and Fat Man? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I think I might be the Fat Man. <laughs> fat Man and Red Robin. I think we're both Fat Man and Red Robin. <laughs> yes. Red, that's, those, where, that's where we get the Yes, fat. all those cheeseburgers. <laughs> and uh, unlimited fries. Yes. Oh, man, we're playing Red Robin now. Oh, shit. I actually, man, that sounds good, dude. I want to go to Red Robin now. Uh, Memo did get his breakfast, though. Yeah, we did eat, so, uh, you know, Paul's not starving. No. Going out of his mind like last time. Got us a taco and some kind of breakfast croissant. (laughs) That thing was like micro-sized, but it was pretty good. It was like a loaded croissant or something, and all we found in it was cheese and, like, egg paste. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but, but you know what? It was delicious. <laughs> you think it was egg paste? I think it was. Yeah, we're not sure. <laughs> All right. So, man, it's been like what three weeks, almost a month since it's, we yeah, fucking recorded last. It, yeah, it's been a bit. Yeah, man. And we've been trying to get together. Just it seems like this month was a lot more busy than even over the holidays. Yeah, and then you know scheduling wise, sometimes uh, stuff came up. Yep. Um, but I mean, you know, we're back, we got things on the horizon that are, we can't talk about at the moment, but at some point we will, it'll be later on for the year. So hopefully all that stuff. Yeah. Comes big up. things, big things going on. We usually go on to the, what's new with you, Paul? Uh, not much. Um, no, I haven't, I haven't been really doing anything. Just, just busy, you know, with the family and work and shit. But, uh, what you been up to? Same thing. Not just kidding. I don't have a family. <laughs> He's an orphan. I'm an orphan. I was born of an egg. Yes. The stork brought me over. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, like Paul, just working. And then uh, the the main thing that I was, you know, catching up with the show, keep, you know, watching the movies that we need to watch. Uh, but then also, I mainly was watching like those, uh, it's like award season for yeah. uh, the big movies. So. Yeah. 
that's what I was doing. I was watching a lot of the uh, the movies that are up for awards. I watched uh, Jojo Rabbit. Um, what was that? Nineteen Seventeen. I think that's what one of them's called. Nineteen Seventeen. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Yeah. Um, what else? Uh, uh, Uncut Gems. Watch that. I haven't one. heard of that. That's with uh, Adam Sandler. Okay. The same uh, people that did uh, Good Time, Robert Pattinson. Oh yeah. Uh, they, oh, is that that A twenty four movie? Yes. 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 Yeah. So I, I watched I know that you're one, um, and then I watched a few more, but I can't think of off the top of my head. Uh, but like you know, I already watched uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood in the theater. So. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I still haven't seen it yet. Yeah. So I watched a lot of this stuff and. Um, oh, and uh, Parasite. I finally uh, watched it. Did you watch it? it? Yeah, I watched it in subtitles and everything. So Was it good? Yeah, it was good. It was good. All of, all, all of those movies, they were good. Um, and they all have, like, you know, really good strong points of, like, when you're watching it, it's like, you can see it was like, okay, well, they're good. And if you paid to watch them, it was worth the money. Um, but, like, uh, it's not like when you watch them, it's like, how did this one become, you know, get nominated for Best of the Year? Yeah. These ones were all, you know, it had, like, good stuff. And, and uh, if you watch them, you, you were, like, you were happy with the money you spent on them. Jojo Rabbit was uh, funny, and it had your man over there. Yeah, Taika Waititi. Yes, and uh, he did a good job. Uh, like, I, I didn't, you know, he does a lot of stuff What's uh, like, the director and writing. And, yeah. And he, was he wears also played, multiple hats. Yeah, and he was also uh, he played Hitler on that one, and uh, <laughs> it was it was it was funny, like because uh, I guess he's Jewish too, so um, it was just uh, cleverly written, you know. I, I still have to check that out, but I've been wanting to because you'll you know, li- you'll I, like it, Paul. It, yeah, it was it was. A good I, one. I like what he does. He's fucking good. When I was watching it, and then I saw kind of what it was about. I was like, I don't know, and then I watched it, and it was like, all right, it was it was good. Um, but yeah, and then with Parasite, it had like a crazy story. But like with uh, the Korean movies that I have watched, they all have kind of like uh, some kind of craziness. But it's kind of like the ones that attract me as well. You know, like uh, Old Boy and uh, The Host, different things like that. I tried watching The Host, dude. I couldn't get into it at all. It was all right. But I mean, with like Old Boy and... Um, I, I never heard of that one. You never heard of it? No. Wow. Okay, well... At some point, you should watch it. All right. Uh, and like, I'll put I, it on my list of uh, must-watch movies from uh, Memo. <laughs> it's a big, long list, and I haven't touched <laughs> any of them. Yeah. And then <laughs> uh, I Saw the Devil. Yes. I so that later one on, we're going to watch that one, and then uh, you're going to see, like... Uh, to me, with Parasite, I liked I Saw the Devil more than Parasite. To me, I mean, they were good performances on there, but with, like, other ones that I've seen, like I Saw the Devil, Old Boy, stuff like that, those were crazier stories, and... The performances, even uh, even though they have like that touch of like horror and gore in there, yeah, it's like they still were like strong. I mean, there was a little bit of uh, horror and gore in uh, in uh, Parasite, a tiny bit of it because it came up. All right, and I'll Paul hasn't seen that. Paul no. hasn't seen any of these movies. I probably no, I know I haven't seen that. So, speaking of awards, we got the Fangoria Chainsaw Awards. I mean, Paul voted on it, and, and so did I. I did. You sent me the link. I had, I had no idea. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, they do this. Yeah, I was so. like, yeah, I was looking at that stuff. So I was like, all right, cool. The bad thing is, like, some of the movies I didn't get to watch. Yeah. So the, well, it, there was like a like no, maybe the, two or three that I'm like, oh, I don't think I've seen that. Damn, you've seen a lot of movies, mm-hmm. Paul. Because uh, you, I guess you watch a lot of foreign ones too. Because it was uh, the foreign well, category. I, I skipped that one, <laughs> so maybe there's a little bit more. 
Um, but no, a lot of them I did see, and so I was like, okay, I, I felt comfortable with voting. Yeah, I didn't like. I voted, and then there was some parts was like, mm, I was like, I don't want to like, you know, what sucks is like when you're voting, and if you haven't seen those other ones, it doesn't give those ones a, sh- you know, the the fair no, shake that they deserve. Yeah, that's true. But I'm like, ah, fuck it, because there was like maybe one in in the category too. I've seen a lot of the movies there though. Yeah. So that's why I was like, okay, I'll go ahead and vote on this. The the foreign one, I'm like, I didn't see any of these, so I'm not gonna. Yeah. You were actually able to skip that because some of them you couldn't. Yeah. So, uh, like, um, kind of skipping ahead, but we're going to go back to, uh, like, who won on, on, on some of them. Uh, Paul, uh, with his votes and then me with my votes, Paul uh, got quite a few, uh, few of them right. And, and I got yeah. a few of them right. I got some wrong as well, but uh, Paul got a lot of them right. Uh, his love of uh, Midsummer, it, uh, uh, there's other people, lots of fans of horror that felt the same way because uh, they cleaned up. On this uh, award ceremony right here. Yeah, and, I was uh, happy. And uh, my love for the lighthouse, Paul has it too. Yes. Uh, yeah, that that got validated right there with uh, all the horror fans uh, voting as well because uh, they got quite a few awards as well. So going to the awards, we'll name a few that they did. I won't name them all because I forgot <laughs> some of them. Uh, but I that, was like, "Damn it, Wolfman! <laughs> you need to fucking write all this shit down." I know that my my hands. What am, gonna, I, what am my, I paying you for? My, my hands gonna fall off from all the notes I've been doing. <laughs> um, all right, I'm so. like, when you took this job, I told you I'm not writing shit. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm just doing it, just uh, straight from the hip. Yes. All right, so uh, best wide release movie uh, that was. Uh, I'll just name the movies that were uh, part of the voting. Us. Ready or Not, Midsummer, uh, It Chapter 2, Doctor Sleep, and Crawl. Of course, Paul voted for Midsummer. Yes. The only one I didn't see on that list was Ready or Not. Oh, yeah? I still got to watch that one, yeah, too. Yeah, I heard I, it was I good. I heard it was good, yeah. Yeah. I think uh, Madman, if he was here, I think yeah. he did watch that he, one. Yeah, huh? he said it was good that, that he wanted to put it up one of these episodes. All right. So, uh, yeah. So, since I mentioned that, and then, uh, of course, Midsummer won. Yes. And I voted for that one as well for that one. There you go. It's kind of uh, lucky. And that was for like best picture of the year? Yeah, because the best wide release movie. Yeah, yeah. So that one had more, you know, like in more theaters. So since Lighthouse was in there, that one got my vote. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, see, that would that was like, okay. There was a happy that, coincidence. Yeah, I was glad that fucking Lighthouse wasn't on there because I'm like, fuck, which one would I really want to pick? Yeah, it'd be a harder. Because I uh, love both of them like just the same. Yeah, it'd be a harder choice right there. Um, and then uh, moving on to the next one, uh, best limited release movie. Um, I'll name the ones that were there: Bliss, Daniel Isn't Real, In Fabric, The Lighthouse, Nightmare Cinema, Satanic Panic. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I saw half of those movies on there. Yeah, um, and I did too. Uh, my vote went to the lighthouse, of, of course. course, and Me so too. did Paul. Yes. So yeah, the lighthouse won that one. So uh, yeah, we like it for different reasons. It some people like when they watch it, they uh, they don't like it because it it goes over their head. Uh, with me, I was just intrigued with it. Like the acting was very strong, and um, I mean it didn't go over my head too much. But there was other parts where it's like I gotta watch this again. Yeah, so I can it's understand definitely it one of those where you're gonna want to watch it a few times. Just to get everything. Yeah, and then even afterwards, I still enjoy watching it even more. Um, Those are the best kind of movies, man. The ones that make you want to watch it again. Yeah, because it has a lot of layers on that Mm -hmm. one. 
Um, all right, and then the best streaming premiere movie. Uh, with that one, I'll just say I was, I'm kind of going to move on down the list, make it quicker. I'm not going to name everybody. But with that one, uh, the Perfection one. Yeah, and that was the uh, – I've seen per- the Perfection, and I think I've seen a lot of them on the list, but it wasn't my pick. My pick was Velvet Buzzsaw. I think I picked Velvet, uh, Velvet Buzzsaw too. Yeah, that one – I liked the Perfection. It was good. But I, I just thought all around Velvet Buzzsaw was better. Velvet Buzzsaw got my vote just because I said I haven't watched everything. And then uh, with uh, The Perfection, I haven't seen it myself. I heard oh, it's okay. good. No, it, it's good. It's a really good fucking movie. But for me personally, I liked Velvet Buzzsaw better. And moving on down the list. Oh, you got to use... At some, dun, dun, po- at some point, you got to put that... Uh, <laughs> you you messed up my little song there. I have to cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> There I go again, yes. messing Paul's dreams up. Yeah. All right. So, uh, best foreign movie. I'm just gonna name two of the stronger ones that it was kind of between. I think for most people, uh, Tigers Are Not Afraid and uh, One Cut of the Dead. I've heard of both of those ones. I haven't seen either one. But of them. I haven't seen either one, and they're supposed to be really good. Uh, the one that actually won the awards uh, for this one was uh, Tigers Are Not Afraid. I don't even know what that's about. I think it's. Uh, uh, set in Mexico with like the drug lord kind of stuff, the drug stuff that's going on, and, okay. and it taking a toll on children. All right, but I have no idea what else the plot is. But it, you know, seems like it could be interesting. It's got to be more than that if it's in it, the Fangoria Awards, dude. So. Yeah, it's got, and it's got, it's got to, you know, it seems interesting. Yeah, because so. just that alone sounds like some kind of maybe thr- uh, crime thriller or something. Yeah, so we'll see. I mean, at some point, I'm going to catch that one for yeah. sure. And uh, I, one cut of the dead, I think I'll catch someone at some point, too, because it's got high reviews. Maybe it'll be on the, the Wheel of Doom next time. <laughs> <laughs> right? Maybe it's on the Wheel of Doom tonight. Yeah, that's Paul's pick now. He's changing <laughs> his mind. Yes. Um, all right. And then uh, best series. And I was wrong on this one. Paul was right. Uh, my, oh, okay, yeah. my pick was uh, Castle Rock because I really enjoyed that second season. Uh, Paul, his pick was uh, Stranger Things. Yep. And that was the the winner right there. There you go. Yeah. Winner, 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 chicken dinner. There we go. I think, Paul, you got to watch that second season so you can... I uh, still need to watch the first season. <laughs> well, I, you, I watched like maybe 20 minutes of the first episode, but that was it. Yeah, I, they do uh, connect at a certain point, but right. towards the end, like when it's like maybe like the last episode or maybe one before it or something, it's where it's finally like, hey, they do may, you know, like intercede at some point where... Where there's a connection. Before it was like, is this just a whole different story? Now we're moving on down to best actor. Um, I'm just going to name who won. Robert Pattinson from The Lighthouse. There we go. Uh, I voted for him too. <laughs> I, I voted for him. So uh, He we fucking were, killed it. Yeah, so we we're both right on that. Um, best actress. Lupita uh, from Us won. Okay, yeah. And uh, I didn't pick her. Um, who, did you pick uh, someone else, Paul, or did uh, you pick remind her? Remind me of the nominees. Uh, there was Samara Weaving from Ready or Not. Uh, oh, I think this was your pick, probably. Florence Poe from uh, Midsummer. You know what? I think I picked uh, Lupita. You picked Lupita? Yeah. Oh, well, then you were right. Yeah. Um, I was wrong. I picked uh, Florence Poe from uh, Midsummer. No, I really, obviously, I really enjoyed her performance, but all around... Lupita had the stronger yeah, performance yeah, for sure. I think so. I just picked her because I was like, eh, maybe she'll clean up. And but yeah, yeah after maybe Midsummer will clean up. Yeah, but uh, they, but which which it did. It did. And then uh, best supporting actor, 
So with that one, uh, William Defoe from the Lighthouse uh, yep. got that one. That's I voted him too. Me and me as well. So, and it's funny because with with both of them, it could have been like you didn't know which one was the lead actor and which one was the supporting actor mm-hmm. on, on that movie. Yeah, it was like they which were, one was which. You know, yeah, because they, really they were both strong performances. Yeah, they really were. And it's just basically them on there. Exactly. I mean, there really wasn't anybody else aside from a couple of uh, characters, but you know, nowhere near the performances that they did. Like the, the you know the mermaid and shit. <laughs> yeah, best supporting actress uh, from I don't know if Paul got this one right or not, uh, but the one I picked uh, was the winner, and that was uh, from Doctor Sleep, and that was Rebecca Ferguson. Mm-hmm. She played uh, Rose the Hat. Yep, I voted her too. Oh, there we go. So, I thought she was pretty fucking good. Yep. Oh, and uh, I guess we're gonna name a few more things because, like we mentioned, Midsummer cleaned up as well. Best director, Midsummer. Ari Aster one. Nice. Did that one have the lighthouse on it as well? Yes, it did. Okay. You know, that was your pick, and then I picked the lighthouse. Yeah. <laughs> so I was wrong. That was hard, though. I was like, fuck, man, I don't know which one. I'm like, I, you know I, what? I'm just going Midsummer. Yeah, because I think that one was your favorite more than the lighthouse, just by an edge. Yeah, by a little by, bit. like a little sliver, maybe. Yeah. Um, but even then, then just I have this feeling in my gut, like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. I, 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 picked, I picked Eggers just because, like I said, layers and like, makes me want to yeah. watch it multiple times. Um, but I still got to give uh, Midsummer more of a shake. Like I said, I got to watch uh, you know, better quality. Yeah. Uh, well, let's just say that we came to, uh, as a, a group with the, the podcast from the Crypt Votes. So we got it right as a whole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even when you I had, was right. You had one base covered. I had another base covered <laughs> just so that we won because no, both no. of those movies are fucking fantastic. Okay. So there was also a write-in vote uh, and Paul got this one right. Yep. I, I was wrong. Yep. But of course I leaned towards the lighthouse just because I was, uh, but I, you know, I was like, okay, Paul picked one. Uh, but I was asked him, but then he uh, responded a little late. And maybe I would have won with what he said, but I think I'm kind of biased. I probably still would have made my No, pick. I'm glad that like you actually like chose yourself yeah. as opposed to seeing what I did because <laughs> you know you might have picked that and it wouldn't have been true to yourself there. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I picked uh, and man, I never mind. I'm not gonna say. I'm I'm gonna say what I picked, but I'm yeah. not gonna say what happened on there. Um, with mine, I picked uh, the lighthouse, uh, and it's with Pattinson, and it's towards the end of the movie. But I'm not going to say what happened because they'll give up uh, oh, yeah, more of the true. stuff. Uh, with uh, Paul, so with he, him, he picked the bear suit on uh, Midsummer, And we're not going to mention anything else that happened on that. But, uh, yeah, that one was a good yeah, one. Yeah, and, and that one was a really hard one because, like Memo had said, it's a, you write it in. Like, you, you write whatever you, you could think of. There's no, like, A, B, C, or D, one, two, three. So I was like, well, fuck. I was thinking throughout the movies that I saw the year, and that one just stood out for me was the bear suit. So I just wrote that bear suit midsummer and it fucking won. Yeah. I think because you get like like uh maybe the the, the audience is like uh like yourself, how you get into that character and you're like, Man, can you imagine going through what what they went through? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the mindset that, that you had probably picking this. He wasn't able to do anything about it. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So you're like in you know, you probably got into that character mm-hmm. and what happened. And that that's probably why I got your vote and the pick right there, and that's probably the same reason why those the you know like every, you know the horror fans made that their pick. Yep, yep. I mean because the scene itself, we're not going to tell you the scene just in case you haven't seen the movie. It's not gruesome, it's not very gory at all. It's just a horrible situation. Yeah, to it's be a in. horrible situation. So that's why I was like, yeah, that's my pick. 
Yeah, with mine, it was more uh, like, it kind of was like a, a horrible situation mm-hmm. to be in as well. Well, yeah. But, uh, and then not being able to do anything about it because, uh, you know, how he was left. But, yeah, um, I think uh, with yours, it kind of was like, especially you can't do anything at all with that. That was the Chainsaw Awards. That was the Chainsaw yeah. Awards. Uh, good picks for, uh, you know, you horror fans that voted. Uh, now, was this televised at all? Or even like on YouTube or anything as it was going live. Like, I, how did you it, watch it, it? It was on. It was live. Okay. But I don't, I don't know if it was on TV. What I saw, I was on uh, the Instagram. They they did a feed on there. Oh, okay. So next year, let's try to like plan it out to where we we're we're ready for it. Because like out of nowhere, you sent me that link. I'm like, okay, I, I didn't yeah, know this shit was going on. Yeah, I sent you that, and then I was uh, t- I was texting you who was winning. Yeah, and like I was I was at work, so I wasn't even able to fucking watch it. Uh, I think I was lucky and I was off of work yeah, at that point. Yeah, so, damn. Anyway, next year we'll be prepared. <laughs> uh, did they even <laughs> announce? But I don't know if they announced when they were going to say them. That's the thing. I would have liked to have mentioned it, mentioned it on the show, you know? Like, maybe. hey, next next episode we're going to be doing Chainsaw Awards or make sure you watch it or something. Yeah, I mean, watch. they they probably did mention it knowing them. It's just that I, you know, I didn't read where it happened. Yeah. Knowing me, I wasn't on the internet for like three months. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> Paul didn't have someone pedaling on the uh, the stationary bike, getting that <laughs> yes. power going. Yes. All right, Wolfman, uh, you got some fucking horror news for us? I got some fucking horror news for you. It's fucking news time with Wolfman Memo. Thank you, Chainsaw Paul. <laughs> Back to you, Wolfman. All right, so uh, there's uh, quite a bit of news right here. Good thing uh, it's not uh, Slim Pickens this time. Yes. Um, so, uh, yeah. one it's, of the... it's those times where I'm like, why are we even doing this segment? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, news is canceled this, this, <laughs> yes. this episode. Fuck um, the news. Yeah, so, uh, you know, there's a few movies that are coming out sometime in the future, and some have already came out. Uh, one of the ones that already came out is uh, Color Out of Space with uh, Nick Cage. Okay. That's a HP uh, Lovecraft-based uh, movie right there. I really got to check that out. I fucking loved Mandy, so I'm like, I really want to watch this shit. Yeah, I've seen some, you know, some parts of it. Um, I will mention, like, when, when the... The gruesome, like, on, on some parts of the parts that are uh, kind of whacked out are when uh, people get, like, people and things get uh, melded together, kind of like the thing. Oh, okay. So, uh, that's, the, to me, I'm like, that's... Well, with Lovecraft, you're going to get that kind of shit. Yeah, and I think that's kind of where the inspiration of uh, the thing uh, from uh, Carpenter, how he, how he got his creature. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you know, like, Paul can't uh, say if he... Approves of this movie or, or not, but he's leaning towards that he's going to love it even before watching it. Well, you know, I, I like fucking Nick Cage, dude. I know he's got some parts out there, some movies that he's done that are like, uh, you know, whatever. But for the most part, dude, he's fucking awesome. He was great in Mandy. You know, uh, non-horror news here. There's going to be another National Treasure, and I'm looking forward to that. I got to... I haven't even watched any of them. Oh, my God. I love <laughs> those fucking movies, dude. What is that, Disney. Yeah, they're Disney movies. Maybe, uh... maybe that's why I didn't watch them. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we know Wolfman hates his Disney. <laughs> uh, they're like a, uh, 
like a treasure hunt kind of movies. Okay. Yeah, it, it it's all like exploring and trying to figure out this this thing and that, you know, following maps and shit. I like them, so I'm looking forward to that. Next movie that we're going to mention is uh that just came out recently. I think it just came out this month. I mean, uh this week, I mean. Uh Come to Daddy. Oh, okay. Which Paul mentions like uh, that yeah, and that's kind of where you could remember this movie. You're going to be like you might forget about this movie. But one of the movies that we're going to be talking about is Hellraiser. And if you've watched Hellraiser and are a fan of it, you know that that's uh, Frank's That's like his quote line. of the month right there, dude. Yeah, you can say it enough. That damn creepy uh, call right there. Come, Come to, to Daddy. Daddy. Come to Daddy. So that's the name of the movie, Come to Daddy. It stars uh, Elijah Wood. And it looks like it'd be a creepy uh, movie that kind of like, uh, you know, you're going to be watching it and it seems like it's normal in the beginning and it's just going to get weirder and weirder yeah. until like... That's every- what I got from the trailer. Yeah, until like everything, uh, you know, comes to light and then you, you might be like, holy shit, or you might have seen some of it coming. And so. just from the trailer alone, like Elijah Wood's fucking performance was like, holy shit. And that's just a trailer. Yeah. So, but you know, we, we, we actually really love Elijah Wood here at the Crypt, so that might be that too. <laughs> yeah, he's a good actor. Yeah. All right, so uh, next uh, one that we're going to be doing, and we're going to give uh, Tubi some more love. Tubi, if you're listening, we love you guys. We love you. And here's, uh, here's some news from you guys, and uh, thank you for doing this uh, to them and uh, Robert Rodriguez. Yes. Uh, soon they'll be coming out uh, with Robert Rodriguez's uh, Red 11. So I guess it's based on like when he first was uh, started a filmmaking that he went to some type of experimental place so he can make money to make his films and uh red 11 was actually like uh, i guess they had different codes for different patients and uh that was the one that was given to him so it's gonna have uh some base on uh some of the experiences that he went through i guess and you know of course uh hollywooded out i guess you know to make it more of a storyline right there yeah i'm looking forward to it for sure and I'm, and I'm like, holy shit, you know, Tubi's coming up, man. We already like Tubi a lot, but now they're going to have their own original programming. He's shooting this thing out, and it's coming out straight to Tubi. So you don't have to go to the theater. It's just going to be there. So, uh, you know, be on the lookout for that, and you don't got to pay a cent. Just have it loaded onto uh, that app right there, and you'll be ready to rock. There you go. And also, uh, he's going to be shooting out uh, some film school clips on there as well. So... I don't know if you, any of you guys ever watched uh, Once Upon a Time in Mexico, but on the features that are on there, there's a cooking school on there, and there's a film school there. So there was some cool clips on there, which, uh, like, one time uh, with that cooking school, I did actually cook what he cooked right there. Yeah. So it came out pretty good. Really? But I, I imagine you, like, burnt the shit out of it. <laughs> nah, <laughs> it, it came out all right. Even the dogs would need it. I had some help. <laughs> Okay. Yo, this was years ago. You didn't do any of it, is what you're saying? Yeah, I, all I did was like the prep work. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the cleanup afterwards. Yes, cut all these uh, the pork butt into uh, cubes. I'm like, all right, <laughs> you got it. Your mom's like, those are rectangles. <laughs> Hitting me with the uh, the the rolling pin. Yes. <laughs> upside the head. And that was your contribution. Do to it the right. Recipe. <laughs> Um, yeah, but it was uh, spicy. I remember there was being uh, some habaneros in there. Nice. All right, so uh, moving on to the next part. Uh, uh, I, this one I learned of from Stephen King. He's plugging his son, Joe Hill. Um, 
which is uh, Lock and Key that came out on Netflix on the 7th of February. So he plugged them on this one, but he actually, he's a writer, so he uh, wrote one of the episodes on there. So uh, Paul started watching this program, what, yesterday? Or? Yeah, so and I had no idea was yeah. Stephen King's son until you told me. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so I what, was like, well, I think so. I don't know. And then I looked it up. Yeah, you're right. So what would you... Uh, what would you think about it so far? Um, I'm liking it so far. I think I'm on ep- episode six. Damn, you got far. Yeah, it's probably only ten episodes. That's usual how it is on Netflix. It's about like uh, like an hour the first one or something, and then like about forty minutes yeah. on, on the others. Um, it got me like on the first episode. Yeah. So um, it, it's a little lighthearted, not not aimed towards kids, but maybe like you know older teens. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some some adult situations going on in it for sure. So, it, it, you know, it keeps your attention. The whole idea of it's really cool. So uh, I'd give it, you know, I'm telling you guys to give it a watch. All right, cool. I'll, uh, I'll have to watch that as well. Uh, yeah, and you wouldn't know that it was Stephen King's son because no. his name, Joe Hill. Yeah, I'm like, uh, what the fuck? Why isn't his last name King? Yeah, and I think he changed, <laughs> well, it was King, but I think he changed it because he probably didn't want to write the coattails of him. But a, you lot, know, a lot of people do that, and I understand it. Yeah, and, and you know what's kind of funny? Like, I see memes about it. Like I said, I'm part of that Stephen King uh, constant readers thing on Facebook. Yeah. Um, which, like, uh, once in a while it comes up, they're like, uh, yeah, Stephen King has a son named Joe. And, and it's like, I'm not joking, but he is. <laughs> You know what? That's probably why he fucking changed it. <laughs> you know, going through life calling, hey, Joe King. <laughs> That's exactly why he fucking changed it. This you my probably friend. heard it so much in school. This is my friend joking. <laughs> yes, it's joking. <laughs> that makes so much sense. That's what it was. Yeah, so uh, there we go. That's uh, part of that. Next, next up on the list of uh, news. Uh, it's not really horror-based, but I did want to mention... Uh, that uh, January 31st was Danny Trejo Day, Machete himself. Yes. And uh, he had a ceremony over in uh, downtown L.A. over yeah. in the city hall. M- Wolfman's like, hey, you should go and represent the cast. I'm like, dude, you live like fucking 15, min- 15 minutes away from there, <laughs> but, dude. But I couldn't go because I was working. Yes. I'm like, my happy ass had to drive an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> it's like go <laughs> to not get anywhere near okay. Trejo. I know. Who knows if you'd be able to even get into where exactly. You're doing this stuff. So as cool as it would be, if I did live 15 minutes away, I probably would have tried. Yeah. So uh, yeah, they had a ceremony. The reason why they did do that was, um, uh, they, I mean, they showed different stuff about like, uh, you know, what he came from and what you know what you know he got to. I bet you they like had a, a big big ass projector screen and they showed when he ripped that guy out of the the car crash a few months ago. Well, it was a ki- it was actually a kid. Like okay. it was it was a car crash and uh he saved the kid. There was him and uh someone else. I yeah. guess a really big buff guy too. Um that they both pulled the kid out and and uh that's why they they were giving them the award right there. There you go. Oh, well that was the whole reason, yeah. Yeah, that well, that and I mean he's done a lot of stuff like uh he does a lot of things like um, I did watch a documentary years ago. It's really good. If you, uh, anybody, any Cripsters are, uh, interested in like documentaries, it, it's not hard based, but it's based on, uh, Danny Trejo. It's called Champion. So if you watch it, it goes through his life and where he came from. And it's really, really a good, uh, documentary. It comes out where, yeah, he did some bad stuff back when he was younger, ended up in prison, uh, you know, was a boxer as well. Um, and he got to a point where it was either he's going to be in there for life 
or you know he was going he's going to be able to get out at some point which that's what happened um he talks about uh, other family members like his uncle um and then i learned like i i didn't know he had a son named gilbert and that was that's his uncle's you know that was his uncle's name so that must be why uh, his son has that name oh yeah so uh yeah it's a really good documentary uh talks about his life and you'll probably be you know very satisfied at the end of course you know you know where he came up from but it's just kind of uh crazy that where he where he was at and the turn in his life where he got so lucky because one of the people that he knew from jail uh edward uh eddie bunker uh he was a writer so he's he did uh different things for hollywood where he wrote different movies or got picked up as movies afterwards and uh that was his connection right there so runaway train i believe was the first movie that he got into but he was just supposed to be like the trainer for boxing and then they saw him they liked him so they ended up using him in the movie and that's how he got his start oh that's cool so that connection with eddie, eddie bunker and, and and danny trejo if if you don't already know is in every single movie ever made yes so that's awesome yeah and we know that uh, la onda don't shine shoes <laughs> nope all right so there there's uh you know just giving some love for trejo right there um and good job thanks you know that the kid that he saved he had uh, autism so he did some things to to calm the kid down and like when he was there he was no, like, that's really awesome dude yeah, I, I i know we mentioned it on the show like a couple of days after it happened but it was really fucking cool yeah because he went there and he's like uh we got to use our superpowers and yeah you, know, you could see him saying that to that that's kid cool. um to calm that kid down so you know awesome job uh, real hero right there, you know, heroic moment. Next up on tap is uh, gaming news. Madman Steve, that's your category. <laughs> oh, yeah, Steve's not here. Oh, I'm sorry, well. I, get, I get used to that, you know, passing it on to him. All right, uh, back to me. <laughs> so the, the, the news for uh, gaming news for you gamers out there. You guys know I'm not, but uh, Paul and Steve are. Yeah. Uh, is uh, that there's The Walking Dead, Saints and Sinners. That one came out uh, January 23rd. It's a VR game. Uh, Paul, he got to see the trailer, yeah, a little we, bit of review on it. We watched the trailer just right before we started recording because uh, I, I think I knew this was coming out, but I didn't look into it. The trailer looks fucking cool. I don't have VR, so I can't fucking play it, but, you know, like, it's still pretty cool that... Uh, Finally, a Walking Dead game's coming out that might show some promise that it's going to be good because there have been a few Walking Dead games. Aside from the Telltale ones, those are really good. But those are like you kind of just flowing with what's going on. It's more like a story it's kind unfolding of unfolding like, kind of a thing. It's kind of like those uh, books that you would read as a as a yeah, kid. You, you and just you, had make, paths, you had to make basically. a choice and then you go to a different... Uh, page depending on what you pick. yeah sort of like that so but this is like a full-on it seems like it's an open world uh first person shooter it looks really cool the um the graphics are like kind of whatever but you know that it's a vr game and, and most of them don't really look the greatest uh it, it really reminds me of the game dying light which i'm a super big fan of dude it's such a good game so you know if i ever get my hands on vr i'm definitely going to play this game huh all right, another bit of news. It's uh, this is a homegrown uh, news for uh, for you Cripsters out there. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna give some love out to uh, Chainsaw Paul with his uh, mask making skills. 
Uh, he's already done a mask before where it was a Leatherface. He's, yeah. he's done another one. And um, you can see some, you know, like, I like that, that first one as well. And, and uh, this one, you can see improvement on it as well. It's, and it's, uh, it's a thicker mask. Uh, so the paint job looks really good, too. Like, when I first saw it, I was like, I don't know. And then afterwards, seeing this up close, it, it looks really good. Like, the flesh looks really fleshy. And it kind of looks a little bit kind of like where it's kind of decaying a little bit. So, uh, awesome job with hey, this thanks, uh, new leather face mask. Thanks. Yeah, the, you know, I've been wanting to make more since I did that first one, but I ran out of fucking supplies. And I finally was like, you know what, I'm just going to get some shit. So, I based this one off of the remake leather face mask. Mm-hmm. Uh, did the sculpt myself. Laid the shit over it because I can't do molds right now. I've never tried it, um, and I don't have the shit to do it. So I did this with the no, the no mold method. I think it came out fucking dope. Makes the first one look like shit, honestly. <laughs> I'm well, like, I want to just throw that away. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, with with anything, like the more you do it, yeah. like you will improve on it. Um, maybe you know, as long maybe. as you got some talent <laughs> and you work at it. So uh, you know, awesome job with that. Uh, when you do get better, you can uh, make some face molds. That'd be cool to like have. Uh, yeah, a palm, you you a palm. mentioned you wanted your your face. Yeah, like cast. No, that that'd be cool because it's like <laughs> if I I could see Paul making these and then like make a Paul mask and then I could be wearing a Paul mask oh, face. Oh, that would be funny. And as then fun. Paul could be wearing my face on him. That'd it's be like, great. And then kind of make it that style, so it's like it kind of would be trippy and and horrible at the same time. I'll be getting into doing molds here pretty soon because then I could do even more detailed sculpts. He said he could do it, but he but if I do it, he said that I'm gonna suffocate because he doesn't know how to keep me breathing. Yes, I'm like you put the straws where. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, hey, thanks, man. Thanks for uh, bringing that up because I didn't even think about it. Yeah, I didn't even think about bringing it up on the show. Yeah, I know I posted pictures on our Instagram, but even after I did that, I was like. Ah, uh, why did I do that? Well, I mean, they were, it, it's news. <laughs> hey, it's news. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the other bit of news is, uh, but you've done it uh, before you said, uh, is your Blu-ray covers as well. Is you do, like, sometimes Paul sees uh, different Blu-rays that he got, or mm-hmm. movies, and he doesn't quite like the, the cover of it. Uh, so he does one of his own, and uh, he did one of uh, Friday the 13th, uh, the eight film collection. Yep. And uh, I really I, I, don't like that com- cover. And I'm sure you guys know what it looks like. It's yeah. just shit. Yeah. So it's so, all wrong. Yeah. So, I mean, I seen uh, the one that Paul did compared to that other one. Uh, it's a, it's a much uh, improvement right there for sure. Yeah. That's another one of those little hobbies I like doing. Fucking custom covers, man. Yeah. So good job, Paul. Very creative. Thank you. And uh, maybe you can post these up and uh, show the Cripsters what we're talking about. I definitely will. You know, as long as Wolfman here reminds me. So you got some fucking birthdays, Memo? I got some birthdays for you. Happy fucking birthday. Birthday boy, birthday girl, birthday boy, birthday girl, birthday boy, birthday girl. Can be Christ, evil, nice, birthday boy, birthday girl, birthday boy, birthday girl. Happy fucking birthday. First on the list is uh, big for us is uh, Linda Blair uh, from uh, Exorcist fame. Uh, Paul knows her from some other stuff. Yeah, uh, Savage Streets. Which I was like, that's Linda Blair? I was like, damn, she got hot. Yeah, definitely. I was like, holy shit, that movie's cool too, man. Mm-hmm. We should watch it all, the, uh, the whole fucking thing. Yeah, you know, for the future. It's on Tubi. Oh, it's on Tubi. There we go. I'm going mm-hmm. to have to catch that one. You say it's good, so uh, I know it's going to be worth a watch. Uh, next on the list, uh, Big Name, one of the you know masters of horror right here. 
John Carpenter. Yes. Halloween fame and many other things. The Thing, uh, multiple other ones. They Live. They we Live. We covered that not too long just, ago. Yeah, we just did that not too long ago. Uh, I mean, some other ones we might hit up at some point. Prince of Darkness. Christine. Yeah. Christ- All kinds of good shit. Yep. Oh, The Fog. The Fog. Yeah. So that's why we say one of the masters of horror. And uh, moving on down the list, because we got quite a few birthdays to get through. Uh, we'll go with uh, Tom Woodruff Jr. For those people that don't know, he's done a lot of the effects and uh, makeup kind of stuff with uh, uh, creature stuff. Um He's done Monster Squad, which uh, Paul has done in the you know in the past. Yeah, we covered that on the show. Yeah, I fucking love that movie. Done uh, Starship Troopers. That's a great one too. Death Becomes Her. That's an awesome one too. Uh, Alien Resurrection. That one was pretty good. Uh, it Chapter One. That was pretty good. And uh, last but not least, but there's there's many other ones that he's been in. Debbie does the, Dallas. No, he didn't do that one. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here with that stuff. Uh, yeah, last but not least, I will mention in here one of my favorites. I know it's probably one of Paul's as well, the original Terminator. Yes. And uh, next on our list of birthdays is Toby Hooper. And uh, shout out to him, the known for Texas Chainsaw Massacre right there. You know. <laughs> Get away with me with that thing, Paul. <laughs> Paul's trying to get me with that chainsaw yep. right there. Um, and uh, then The Fun House. That's a great movie. I love that fucking movie. Yeah, I got to rewatch it. I know it was pretty good. Uh, I didn't know about it until like, I was watching one of those uh, those uh, documentaries about horror movies. Yeah, and it had a bunch of different things. And then that Fun House stuff yeah. came up on there. And then it showed the creature like when it's like uh, towards the end where they're like killing it. And I'm like, I got to watch this thing just because it looked crazy. No, it's really good. It's a fun movie. It's one of those I saw when I was, you know, younger. Yeah. You know, not a little, little kid, but. Yeah, you like, know. you know, you were younger, so like yeah. maybe like three years ago. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> you were younger. Than... That's right. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Sam Jackson. Yes. No, uh, like, I, I mean, I, I was probably like 11 or 12 the first time I saw it. Okay. Yeah, um, and I was—I think I was older when I saw it because I didn't know of it until yeah, I was last like, year. Maybe Asshole. not just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but uh, you know, it wasn't as young as you for sure. It was probably like in my twenties. All right, uh, man, that was like fucking thirty years ago, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that was fifty years ago. <laughs> uh, Great movie though. Yeah, the fucking Toby Hooper's awesome, man. Poltergeist. Yeah, there we go. Poltergeist, Salem's Lot. Salem's fucking lot, dude. He's done a lot of good shit, and uh, you know, sadly he had passed. But uh, I wish that we would have got another, another one of those like significant fucking entries in the, the yeah. horror genre. But you know, yeah. Last that I'm gonna uh, name on uh, the stuff that he's done is because uh, he's done many many things. Um, but Invaders from Mars, I watched that one as a kid. Yeah, I remember that when I was a little kid. Yeah, that was a remake of an original. So, mm-hmm. uh, and I think I may have even seen the original one. Oh, you seen the original one, yeah. black and white? Yeah, I don't remember much of it, but I, I think I, I've at least seen a little bit of it. Mm. I but like it, I like how the aliens looked on it because it was practical effects and yeah. I mean, it's not like if it's uh, as good as like Alien or something, but they had a cool like look. And I mean, watching this as a kid, it was scary as a kid. Yeah. Well, I mean, it didn't scare me too much, but it was. I thought it was like a fun movie. Like, yeah. I mean, I it was watched just it, one of those I, I put on. It was it was scary to, fun. It, to me. It was like scary and fun, yeah. but more fun than scary. And uh, when I watched it, I was probably like seven, okay. something like that. You know. Yeah. Um, I think I had nightmares about it, about those creatures. Like I, I lived on a, an apartment where there was two stories, 
And then I would, I think I would have like dreams where like I'd be on the top floor and then downstairs I would see those, uh, the aliens oh, at the man. bottom, like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, moving on down, uh, another big name, uh, Frank Darabont, uh, walking dead fame right there. Uh, he's done, uh, you know, started off the walking dead. Uh, started that stuff out, uh, Shawshank Redemption, even though it's not horror, but You got awesome Shawshanked, movie. motherfucker. <laughs> awesome movie, and for a lot of people that don't know, it's uh, Stephen King, yeah. uh, based on one of his uh, short stories right there. Uh, also, you know, he's done a lot of good, Steve, like, he's done a lot of good movies that uh, had, uh, was based on Stephen King's work. Uh, the Mist, and the uh, last one I'll uh, mention is The Green Mile. Mm-hmm. So, you know, awesome job. Yeah, on every single ones. one of those movies were great. Yeah, the mist, dude. The ending was so fucked I, up, man. Yeah, but it's like I love that ending. I man. do too. There, there wasn't there like an alternate ending. There might have been, but the thing was though, like uh, it kind of like ended like in the book, mm-hmm. where it didn't have a definite ending. And I think it, that's and, what the alternate ending. Yeah, was. and and it didn't have that. Like you know, he he was let you know he left it up to him, and yeah, and he added that, and it was awesome. Just the, it was just like horror. It was yeah, like horrible. It was so and fucked up at the same time because it sticks with you. It, it really did, dude. Like I was thinking about that for a couple of weeks after I saw it. I'm like, I think fuck. Paul was uh, thinking he was going to end all happy or something. Well, when did it come out? It was 2007, right? Something like that. Yeah, and and my my son was born that year, so it might have been something like that. Where I'm like, I'm thinking about it because I have a kid now, oh. and I'm just like, God damn. Yeah. So it's horrible and uh, awesome at the same time. Yeah. Uh, next on the birthdays, Joe Bob Briggs. Going to give him some love out there for true horror fan right there. Here at the crypt, we're showing Joe Bob Briggs all kinds of love. Yeah. So he's uh you know doing different things where he shows a lot of horror movies. Uh, the Last Drive-In, Monster Vision. Uh, oh, yeah, we forgot to mention uh, Joe Bob Briggs' real name is uh, John Bloom. Yes, John Bloom. And uh, and he was in... He's uh, the father of Orlando Bloom. Oh, there we go. No, the the uh, elf from uh, the Lord of the Rings. Yes. I don't think that's true, but we'll we'll just say it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what's it called? Uh, the last we'll mention right here is uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. He was yeah. part of that. yeah. Which I, you know, I watched that movie fairly recently, but I don't remember him in it. You're gonna have to look for him. It's probably a small part. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So next time I do watch it, I'm gonna look out. Yeah, but Paul's got some love for Joe Bob. He's seen watch a lot it. Of his watch stuff. that he's like a, the main one of the main characters throughout the whole fucking movie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and nah, I'm like, I really didn't watch it. <laughs> I don't think so because uh, the main ones was the 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 girl you know, that was the DJ. Yeah, Chop Top. Yeah, Chop Top Bill Mosley. There we go. Next on the list of birthdays, we're getting almost to the end. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Last two on the list, we're going to go uh, with Elijah Wood first. Uh, and we just talked about Maniac. Yes. Recently, so... Uh, Our last yeah. episode. Yeah, so there it is. He's done Maniac. Uh, also did uh, one that he's done years before, uh, The Faculty. And uh, recently, we just mentioned this one was uh, Come to Daddy. I, uh, I saw that. I was watching uh, another video on YouTube. And and they were talking about it, so I'm like, fuck, I didn't even heard of this. Mm-hmm. I watched the trailer, and I was like, yeah, I'm yeah, really looking forward to this. It, you know what? It's crazy. It came out of left field because, you know, like, you know, scouring for what, what's coming out this year, it wasn't even on anybody's list. <clears throat> you know? Or that, or we just but, suck at research. No, and well, it's got limited, uh, as far as I know, it's probably limited uh, release because when I was looking up where it's coming up at, like me being in the L.A. area, there was only two locations in that area. That oh, really? It. Yeah. 
Damn. So I'm thinking it's maybe limited release. So I'm probably gonna have to wait until it comes out on Blu-ray or something. Most likely, but it looks it looks good. Uh, and last but not least, on the on the hard birthdays, uh, big name and uh, sorely missed throughout uh, the horror world, uh, George Romero. Yes. The Godfather of zombies. Yes. And then I was uh, I was asking Paul, wasn't is is uh, George Romero was wasn't he uh, the Joker on the old Batman series? <laughs> and I was like, you're a smart motherfucker. That's right. <laughs> no, it was Caesar Romero, asshole. Oh crap! <laughs> I thought it was one in the same. <laughs> I thought it just his looks changed. <laughs> I just saw that Romero name. Just imagine that though. No, imagine better yet. Imagine Caesar Romero going into horror, and he created zombies. Okay. All right. Yeah, that was stupid. <laughs> so happy birthday to George Romero. I wish you were still with us, man, here at the crypt. That would have been awesome. Yeah, because we loved his movies because it was always commentary on uh, the signs of the times and mm-hmm. uh, how he saw humans. Yep. I mean, the original Day of the Dead's pretty much what got me into horror as much as I am now. Yeah. So I got to give it up to old Georgie. Yeah, classic. And... Uh, that's it for the news. It's time to play the game. Time to play the game. <laughs> All right, and we have a special guest here at the crypt. My sister, Sarah. Hello, people. I don't know much about horror. I mean, I know horror, but. Not a lot like you. So yeah, she's wearing a, a t-shirt with all the fucking horror well, icons like on it. These are normal, like Friday. Everybody these, knows these are, Friday. These are some normal ma- movie yeah, maniacs. Yeah, like you know Pennywise and whatnot. I mean, they are the icons, but you're sitting here like you're sounding like you don't watch horror movies. No, at I, all. but I do watch horror movies. But you know some like way out there stuff. And I we, don't. Do. we do. We uh, do. Well, know I do. Those. I don't know about Wolfman. <laughs> he seems to know. I mean, he's pretty knowledgeable. I know, I know some stuff. You do. <laughs> I know things. I knew what Paul tells me. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you came on here to, to play our uh, music game that we keep changing the name of. We can't fucking remember what it is. Themes from the Crypt? I think it's Themes from That's the Crypt. That's a good one. Yeah, I like uh, that. Then there was, like, Sounds, sounds from the Crypt. Then there was uh, we, our, our uh, running joke was that we we're gonna just keep uh, renaming it every time. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> what's the name of it this time? Melodies of the Crypt. Melodies okay, of the Crypt. Awesome. <laughs> Merry <Mary> melodies. <laughs> Sounds you might know. <laughs> All right. So the, the premise of the game, and I know you know because you listen to our show. Um, I'm gonna play a couple of fucking clips here, and uh, whoever whoever guesses it first is the wiener. Yay. So we'll do the first to two is the winner of the game. Let's get going on this here game. What do we name it? I already forgot. Uh, Melodies of the... I don't like that. Merry Melodies of the Crypt. Merry fucking Melodies. Uh, Sounds to Kill By. I like that. I like (laughs) that. Sounds to Kill By. You know what? We might keep it. We're keeping it. Unless we fucking forget. All right. Here we go. That's what I said. We keep forgetting, so it just keeps changing. We do. Like the thing. All right, so do you want me to start off sort of hard or like real easy? Let's do a real easy one so that maybe let's see. Let's maybe see your knowledge. Get a point. <laughs> let's see. All right, so all right, so here we go. Round one. Ready? Ready. Beetlejuice. There you go. Oh, I was Got it. Say that too. Got it. 
That one All right, that's one wolf man. Sarah, zero. I'm the ghost with the most. <laughs> I'm the host with the most. The host with the most. There you go. All right, so round two. We'll go uh, uh, somewhat easy. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Damn. Uh, so Mimo won the goddamn game already. Yeah, that was. No, just well, just keep going. Okay, we'll do we'll do more because I got more fucking clips and I spent I spent some time making the soundboard. <laughs> you're like give me you're like yeah give me a a, a two minute head start please. <laughs> <laughs> she might need it because those were easy. Okay, I'll shut up this time. I'll let her. <laughs> that get, second I'll, one was. I'll let her guess this next one. All right. Uh, let's see. Maybe this one. You know what it is, huh, Wolfman? No. No? It sounds like it could be, um, oh my gosh, with Jack Skellington or whatever, but... No, I, not Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. Um, I'm going to make my guess later, but I want her to pick. I'm just going to be guessing. I have no idea. No, just just pick something. I All right. Think. You can't guess? All right, uh, my guess. On if you it, get it wrong, then I'm not going to say what it is, so I can use it again. Okay, my guess on this would be um, Puppet Master. Okay, you got it right. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I wouldn't have known that. <laughs> really? I'm like, I thought that was like a real easy one too. Well, right? I remember you used to watch that all the time. All when we were the kids, time. But yeah, I didn't all right. Be so we'll go. We'll go again. We'll go again. Ready? Yeah, and I'm not going to say anything just like this. Then. Oh, go ahead. God damn it, Sarah. How am I going to know this? <laughs> Paul's like, this is the last time I pull people from the streets. Right? <laughs> yes. well, I'm not that good. I told you. All right. So uh, you want me to guess that one? Yeah. You already know what it is. That's why, Don, I, didn't, that's Don, why I didn't pick that one first. Dawn of the Dead. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's been years. Okay. This one right here, Sarah, you got to get this motherfucker because it's on your shirt. The character, yeah, that doesn't even know. That the character is on your shirt. Okay. You have to get this one. She's going to be like balloons? Memo's <laughs> going to get it right away, so he's going to give you a little bit of time. Well, I'm not going to say until she says. Okay, here we go. Yeah, because you already technically you already won the game. Yeah, yeah you won. But I, I still want to go through more because I yeah. didn't want it to just be like, oh. We'll just go through what I have on my fucking, on the soundboard right here. So, ready? Okay. He's on your shirt. He's right behind me. Well, most it's of the It's a Texas guys. Chainsaw Master. There you right? go. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was just because of that noise. Yeah. Smart motherfucker. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I got one out of like 10. <laughs> All right. You want to do another one? Yeah, let's do another one. This one was the one that was like, maybe it's a little hard for you guys. I know. It sounds super familiar. You've seen the movie for sure. You have too, Memo. I have? Yeah, you have. Okay, that's going to be one that's going to go no, on no, the no, next wait, list. Wait, wait, yeah, well, she didn't, you didn't want to guess? That no, I, try, I, I can't think of... Nothing? Uh-uh. I want to make a guess. Play it one uh, more time. All right, one more time. <laughs> Return of the Living Dead. Ah, oh, you got it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's like obvious. But dude. you guys have like actually no. watched horror movies lately. No, well, yeah. the thing was... I, I actually watched that not too long ago. I, ha I, haven't watched, I haven't watched that for a while, and that was me guessing again because it wasn't like 100%. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, for, for me, that's one of those iconic songs, dude. Like Once I hear it, I know exactly what it is. So uh, that was the game. That's all I got for it. For tonight's episode. 
so uh, while we got Sarah here, we're going to go ahead and do our, our next part. A little feature of a uh, horrorcore rapper goes by the name of Poltergeist. He reached out to us to give him a little shout out, and I was like, for sure, for sure, because your shit's fucking good, dude, so we're going to do it. <laughs> he raps about horror movies, sci-fi movies, all the shit that we're into. So uh, I wanted to play a little bit of a, a clip for everybody right now. Get Sarah's opinion, because she hasn't heard it yet. So. I have not. Let's play this right now. This song's called Ack, Mars Attacks. When oh, you hear nice. it, you'll know for sure. The whole, the whole song is just about the movie. I like the lyrics a lot. He put everything together really nicely. Has a nice good flow. The beats are fucking on point. So let's see what uh, Sarah thinks. And then all you Cripsters out there, go ahead and listen to this. We come in peace. Y'all leave in pieces. Y'all looking at me like I even need some reasons here. Fuck the world. You call me red handed. Damn it. No wonder they call it the red plan. And I ran it. No need to backtrack. You playing black. You won't even get a single nickel, son I'ma reap what you simpleton So when the sickle's done, this is some Awful experiment, they're aware of it Why you think the eye is at the top of the pyramid? Bitch, I'm here to incinerate Here to disintegrate, eradicate your planet's race And I'ma make sure you feel the bite like eradicate That was corny as fuck but this So what'd you think of that, yo? Um, I liked it That's pretty I didn't, good I kind of didn't think I was at first Yeah But when he actually started, like this snippet, words out of his mouth. Yeah, the snippet <laughs> that I took was like the middle of the song. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> at first I, I was kind of like, oh. I just want to give a little taste. Because <laughs> this is his new track that he just dropped the other day. So, you know, you guys like it. Check it out on YouTube. Um, follow him on his Instagram. That's PoltergeistOD. Yeah, Poltergeist uh, underscore OD. There you go. <laughs> Get it right, huh? Yeah. Get it right, <laughs> Chainsaw. Sure. That that way they can. They're like, how come it's not coming up? Yeah. <laughs> and they go back to us and fucking DM us. You guys fucking suck. I can't find this motherfucker. <laughs> I'm like, sorry. <laughs> I forgot the underscore. I forgot it. Shit. Go follow him. We think he's awesome. Yeah, he's, he's, he's really cool. And uh, yeah, I dig that. Uh, like I'm not the biggest rap fan, but neither like, am I. But I was yeah, feeling that shit. Yeah, me too. I was like, I I love uh, you know. How he's doing it, uh, the way he said, like uh, the beats to it, the flow to it, and uh, of course the uh, the uh, subject matter of it. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm really digging all that stuff. Right I'm there. like, who doesn't like Mars Attacks? Yeah, I fucking dope. love that movie. Actually, when I heard the song for the first time, it really made me want to watch the movie again. Because <laughs> the video is just a bunch of clips of the movie, and he did, it's and, and put that, together really good too. Yeah, and then when you guys do watch it, like he's got that stuff on YouTube. Uh, you know, you he does, they do a good job of editing that video as well mm-hmm. with it. Mm-hmm. He's got a lot of cool tracks on there, so definitely check out the rest of his stuff. So uh, at the end of tonight's episode, we're going to be playing the Tall Man. And I'm going to do the whole fucking track. So you guys, right at the very end of the episode, I'm going to start playing it. And I'm going to play the whole damn thing. Give yeah. it a listen. Yeah, so uh, for all you Cripsers out there, uh, that'll be the you know something to look forward to right at the end. Definitely. And this song is about one of our favorite movies that we've covered on the show, yeah. Phantasm. You remember that one? I remember of it, but I don't remember <laughs> like, I think it. I know the name. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure I saw it, but... About some killer clown, right? <laughs> No, that's definitely not what it's about. <laughs> Damn, you, I thought you were going to trick her there. I know. No. She was like, yeah, I remember that I know shit. that much. I'm like, no. So uh, definitely check that out. Thank you, Sarah, for joining us. And uh, 
you know, not being scared by us uh, offering you candy from the streets to oh, come yeah. in here. <laughs> yes, you're, yes, we're recording live from a uh, a van with uh, with no windows on the side and the back. <laughs> yes, yes, and a, and a weird SpongeBob painted on the side. Um, well, that's what got me. <laughs> yeah, you're like, whoa, and fucking then the SpongeBob. candy like just reeled me in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks for uh, being on the show with us. Yeah. We couldn't have played the game without you because I know the fucking answers. Well, but I mean, I didn't know any of them, so. <laughs> uh, it's all good. Didn't you get one? You got one. I think one. I got, you got one. Yeah, you got one. I think I got one. The Texas Chainsaw Mask. Yeah, that's but that right. was the easy one. You know, you know, with that one, I didn't get in until that that uh, that sound with it. That, that's yeah, why, that's like, what I, I, I made sure I got a clip with that because... It's not really a song song. Yeah. Yeah. It's noise. The rest of it is just basically that, that same noise. So yeah. it's like, I made sure to get that. It's like a, it's supposed to be like a camera shutter sound or something. Yes. So yeah, that's good. You got one. All right, cool. All right. So she's out of here cause she's got shit to do. And uh, we're going to continue on with the fucking show. Bye guys. All right. Bye. Thank you. The first film that we will be reviewing uh, a podcast from the crypt is uh, Night of the Demons, the original version, which was uh, filmed in 1988. All right, so uh, there's a few different characters. We won't name them all this this time around, but uh, yeah, there's Hal Havens, and he plays Stooge. Even though he's not a major character, we'll, we'll name him right here. Uh, Harold Eyer, and he plays the old man. That's his <laughs> basically his name. Yeah, he's not in the movie very much, but he's kind of a... One of the main characters, you know? Because they go back to it. Yeah. Yeah, so. And there's also uh, Kathy Podwell, who plays Judy. Linia Quigley, and she plays Suzanne. And there's Amelia Kincaid, and she plays Angela. Our main antagonist. And uh, that's about it that I'm going to name on uh, the people. There you go. Of the people. By the people. For the people. Podcast from the crypt. (laughs) Groovy. All right, so, so into the synopsis. Yeah, Wolfman, get into the quick synopsis. All right, for the quick synopsis of this movie, uh, it's just a, a group of teenagers, and they're getting together for a Halloween party that's going to be going on. Um, the uh, Angela's uh, one of the, like we like Paul said is one of the main characters. She's basically doing the planning and getting things together for it. So where they're having it is at a spooky location where it's at a former funeral parlor. This place was once a funeral parlor, wasn't it? Yeah, biggest one in four counties. One of them went crazy and slaughtered the entire family, then committed suicide. They could never figure out who did it. Too much blood and guts. <laughs> I can't believe we're gonna party here. And uh, there's like uh, more things to this where like there's a, uh, it's got some type of uh, horror elements where. Uh, Native Americans know about this place, and I guess they stayed away from it. And uh, the thing is that they they go over there. They're planning on doing a, you know, a crazy party there. They they start partying down, 
But uh, getting down with their bad selves. Yeah, get down with the down down. There like, you go. Uh, like Duckman used to say. Yes. Uh, so yeah, they're doing that stuff. Uh, parties going on, lose power. So they're kind of bored. They're like, all right, well, Angela's bright idea. Let's do a seance. So they do some type of seance. They're looking in the mirror, and uh, they summon up demons. And that's uh, as far as we're going on this synopsis because I don't want to give too much away yeah. at this moment. Yeah, you know what? You know that's what you do at parties when it gets boring. Just summon demons. That's what Paul does. Yeah. I, I that's when I'm like, I'm out of here. We're mentioning, uh, you know, some of the characters. I, I missed one, um, which is uh, Alvin Alexis, and he played Roger, and he's one of the main uh, protagonists of this movie. Mm-hmm. And to me, he's like more of the one that I could get behind. Yeah, throughout definitely. This thing. He was the smart one, dude. Yeah, that, that's how like Paul was saying. Yeah, summon up demons. I do exactly what uh, Roger did. Exactly. Let me get the hell out of here. You know, like throughout the whole fucking movie, he was the smart one. Like, nah, man, that doesn't sound like a good idea, dude. Let's get the fuck out of here. I don't care what you all think. My daddy was a preacher, and I know better than to be in here fooling with this stuff. This is a house of the dead, and I'm getting out now before it's too late. Yeah, because, I mean, he's the one that, you you know, like, if we're you're a real person in, in this movie, that's kind of more with the, the level-headed person where they, let me get the hell out of here right now. Yep. Um, yeah, so I was joking about Paul doing those seances and parties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Um, with that one, yeah, the the Angela, she's all into goth and, and you know witchcraft and all that other stuff. Paul is too, but probably not quite as uh not as much as Angela. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, so uh like I said, there's a party um, well, we're gonna be skipping around anyways on this review. Yeah, we're definitely not going through the whole fucking plot. We are not. Um what so they you know, the main thing is that they get to a part of the party, they're got their music going on, dancing, whatever. And uh, they do, they lose power, so they're like, hey, what are we going to do? So they do their uh, seance thing. They're in front of a big mirror. Um, things go black at a certain point where, like, they're looking in the mirror, and then it starts fading away. One of the guys uh, says something, and it kind of makes the magic go away or whatever. And Angela's, like, pissed off. He was like, damn it, it was working. Um, and then at that point, like, the yeah, they basically did summon the demons at that point. They kind of look away. There's some kind of like, it looks like a Muppet creature, but I guess it's a demon. Uh, Paul gave it a fair shake just because it's like, and I'll give it a little bit too, just yeah. because at least it's practical effects. Yeah. Uh, to me, it still kind of looks like a Muppet anyways. But yeah, it, it was a little silly, but you know, yeah. it, it was it was a real thing. Yeah, I am a fan of the Muppets, but uh, you know, they could have just used like the demons, like how they did uh, the people up. On this movie, yeah, you know the the effects that they're pretty fucking decent. Yeah, the, the all the the makeup that they did on the for the demons and shit, yeah, like it looked demons. pretty good. Yeah, and even, yeah, demons and the kills too. Yeah, so yeah, they do a bunch of stuff where like the the demon starts coming out. I think the first one affected is uh, the blonde girl Suzanne. She was one of the main ones, and she's uh, one of the main demons as well. And that was Angela's friend. And uh, towards the beginning of the movie, when you heard, we first get introduced to them, they're over at a liquor store. And they're basically five finger discounting uh, yeah. all the booze and everything. That's Angela's there. walking around with the with the pillowcase, just throwing all kinds of shit in yeah, there for and, the party. And her friend Suzanne's just right there distracting the the um, the, the two cashiers. workers. Yeah, yeah, they're there, and then she's just basically bent over, showing her underwear under the skirt. So they're just watching that, uh, distracted. That would kind of be like, I guess, if me and Paul were in that movie, that would be our part. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what the fuck else is going on. <laughs> You're like, hey, that person's shut up. <laughs> shut up. 
Like, like <laughs> just look over there. Yeah, I'm like, shut up, you. <laughs> shut up your face. Yes. Do you guys have sour balls? Why, sure we do. Too bad. I bet you don't get many blowjobs. Uh, so yeah, that that's how we get introduced to her. So she's distracting them. Um, they she they get a bunch of booze. Uh, that's how they get their their supplies for the party. When she goes over to uh, when the demons start coming up with that mirror thing, she's like the first person that's uh, affected by the demons, where a demon gets into her body. Um, I mean, it doesn't. It's not obvious, but I mean, you can tell by the demeanor. Yeah, she's acting kind of weird and. Cause even more weird than she was before. Yeah, because there's a few people that want to leave, and then there's a uh, majority want to stay. And yeah. she's kind of like giving them. They want to fucking party down, man. Yeah, she's, she's kind of like, uh, yeah, let them go or whatever, but she yeah. knows that they're like not getting away anyway. Well, I mean, it was the fucking perfect Halloween party setup, dude. They went to that, that creepy-ass mansion that was a, a mortuary or whatever beforehand. Um, I'd want to party there for sure, dude. So I know I'd be like, no, nah, I'm going to fucking stay. Yeah, I know Paul would uh, be down with that. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd, be, I'd, be, I'd be the one like, I'm out of here. Yep. I am Roger, huh? <laughs> uh, at you least know, on this one. And when they got there, it, it was stated that there was like an underground creek going around the property. And the, this brick wall was like mapping out where that creek was. And um, one of the characters was talking about how like you can't, like spirits can't, cross running water so that's why they had it because of the whole little backstory they had from mm -hmm. before when people got killed there and shit that was telling us that later they, on that's going to come into play yeah there's a barrier right there yeah going on back to suzanne's character um yeah she gets kind of crazy where like she uh grabs a lipstick and she does does some weird stuff to her face with that lipstick where she's you know just going to town on her face yeah i don't know about you wolfman but i thought it was pretty fucking hot well, I mean, what, the part on the face? I know that I, I think I know what part you're talking I'm about. I'm like, I really like your, your makeup job you got going on there. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> I think he's talking about later on, uh, it's not the face, but she goes down under, so she's uh, going to the tatas. Yeah, so she's. It was uh, cool. Like the effect was really cool. Yeah, I mean, she's going around, uh, you know, using the lipstick around her, uh, her breast area, and then uh, when she gets towards the nipple part, her uh, the the lipstick like she she sticks the lipstick in, into yeah. her boob pushes it in her nip and it disappears it's yeah, like holy it, shit and she sticks her finger in there too yeah um so i don't know it's kind of, it was a, it was a cool effect um uh, what's kind of weird was like uh, not weird but it, like with that effect i think they gave her uh more uh, cleavage with that with the the, the it looked like it was a whole like breastplate kind of yeah, thing yeah yeah for like, sure the whole tort like her whole stomach and chest and everything was was fake yeah, and you can you can see it. You could tell when you're watching it. Mm -hmm. But I think, like I said, I think they gave her more. Um, I could be wrong. Maybe it's her natural ones were were bigger. Who knows? Well, when it because after she does that, then it, it cuts to another character walking in, and then it goes back to her, and then it's her normal self. Mm -hmm. The breastplate that they had made it it looks a lot like what she really looked like. So mm -hmm. you know they did a good job on that. Uh, we're going to get down to uh, where Angela's there. So, uh, it, you know, further on down the movie, there's a clip where she starts, uh, she's got some type of music going on. She's all dancing uh, kind of crazy-like. Yes, what the fuck are you doing over there? Blessed be the sinners, for the Day of Atonement is at hand. Say what? And uh, that's when she gets affected by the demon as she's over there. She gets, uh, she already got kissed by uh suzanne prior wise and that's when we get you know afterwards to that clip where she's dancing and she's already affected uh stooge ends up uh meeting her right there 
Well, all right. Now the party's back. And so is Stoogie. And, uh... Yeah, you know, she's talking about, like, oh, I've never noticed how sexy you are. And he's just eating it all up. Yeah. And then she's like, let's, you know, kiss me. And he's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, nothing was wrong. I yeah. mean, come on, man. Yeah, and then, uh, <laughs> like, we, we didn't mention yet, but Stooge, uh, his character, he's a heavy set dude. So back in the days, they used to just, like, have, like, a little mask, but it's basically a nose of an animal. So he basically had a pig nose that he was wearing for Halloween. Um... He's got like a mohawk going on, uh, yeah. So he's over there, you know, kind of slobby like, and yeah. you know, she's telling him that stuff. Like Paul says, eating it up. Yeah. And uh, the next thing you know, they're dancing together. And I really liked that song that was playing while she was dancing too, though. Yeah, it was. It was a good. That was a good fucking track. Right I actually went on there uh, and downloaded the the band's fucking whole the whole album that the song came on. It's good. Paul's the Paul's the major fan now. Yeah, I like that shit. I mean, I've heard I've heard that band before, but it kind of just reminded me. So uh, yeah, they're dancing. Uh, they, she ends up taking like they they start kissing, um, and uh, she takes like a chunk off his face right there. So you see Stooge go down. Um, that was a good effect too. It, it was quick, but it, it looked good. Yeah, it was nice and gory. Yeah, so blood everywhere. Yeah, so uh, you know, like I said, we're moving on down through this movie different parts there there's a part where uh, there's uh two um two of the party goers are inside of a casket and they're getting down in the casket right there um and uh next thing you see is stooge come up and he's uh, a <laughs> totally different now he's demonized now yeah. yeah so he's all demonized all powered comes over there and uh basically snaps the neck off of the girl well not off but breaks her he, neck yeah he twists her head around yeah so. and, and you know like that was i don't know for it was a cool effect but I think the kills right there were kind of like it was a kind of a weak kill right yeah, there. Yeah, it was a little weak, especially with the guy that he that was in there in the casket. He just bangs the casket down and yeah. You know what's funny is like his arms out there, but yeah. he, like when like after the first slam of the casket, he should have moved his fucking arm. He would move your arm inside the casket. <laughs> no, he was just screaming out, "No!" Oh! He had his arm out the whole time, just yeah, letting it, Stooge it, fucking smash it. Yeah, it's like five or six times, and he still has his his arm out there getting <laughs> squished. Yeah. And then a little bit later, it goes back to, to, to them, and then one of the characters go in there, and the, the kid's arm's laying on the ground. And then in, like, Evil Dead 2 kind of fashion, it gets up and starts moving around and, yeah. like, grabs her. I yeah. was like, okay. Yeah, that one was a cool effect. Yeah, I like that. It was cool. Yeah. Groovy. Uh, with, uh, you know, Judy character, we, we meet, you know, we get introduced to her. She's getting ready for a date. Um, she's dressing, since it's Halloween, she's dressing up like Alice in Wonderland. Uh, before she's getting ready, she's like in a sweater, and then uh, we get introduced to her little brother uh, while she's getting ready because he's hiding in the closet. And uh, she takes she takes off the sweater during the movie, and uh, I gotta say, excellent boobies. There you go. <laughs> nice shot for you know Wolfman's approval. Nice shot for us lonely men out there. <laughs> <laughs> that you can remember that for those lonely nights at sea. <laughs> you know what? Like after watching it again uh, yesterday. I've seen the movie a bunch of times, especially when I was a kid. Yeah. I, I'm like, you know what? I bet you I would like this movie so much as a kid because of all the titty shots. <laughs> there, there was quite a bit There's of it a lot. during this movie. I mean, it was the I'm 80s. Like, no wonder I liked that when I was like 13. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, 80s movie. Yes. That, that's what, you know, a lot of that stuff happens. So, uh, yeah, he was hiding in the closet and then he even like, uh, he, he um, jokes about her boobs. Kind of weird because it's like you know I don't I never had a sister but I don't think I'd be like checking out my sister no like that oh and that kid is Donnie Jeffcoat from the the show Wild and Crazy Kids on Nickelodeon 
I remember that when I, when I was younger. I watched it all the time. It was like a sort of like a game show sort of thing. Huh. It was pretty fun. That was a nice little tidbit for you. Yeah, and uh, something I didn't know. The yeah. more you know. Yes. Uh, during the party, uh, she's one of the, the last survivors. Uh, her and, uh, and Roger are, are the main two that, uh, that make it out, uh, you know, at the end. So, um, yeah, a lot of shenanigans go on where they're getting chased by demons, kind of spread apart. There's also uh, one more uh, character out there that basically is helping Judy, uh, which is Sal, played by uh, Billy Gallo. So, uh, you know, it's, it's funny with his character. He was kind of like a jerk uh, through the movie uh, where he's kind of like joking, but it's kind of like funny just to him. It's almost like that character from the original Friday the 13th where like it's like, come on, this guy making his jokes. Yeah. But, um, but it was okay. I mean, it wasn't as bad as that guy. Um, and and the kind of redeeming part of, of his character was that he actually, at least he was helping. And, uh, you know, he was uh, he wasn't, a, you know, at the end, he wasn't that bad of a guy. Uh, oh, yeah, definitely. You know, you know, I, I did like all of the characters in this movie. You didn't get any character development or anything like that. But, not really. But I did. I did enjoy every single one of the characters. Yeah, they, they had, they they had, had a little bit. Yeah, they had a little bit that they they brought to the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. I did like the way that the, the demons looked. You know, like I said, they did a good job on the effects. Uh, the design, some of them were a little lacking uh, than others. But uh, uh, I main... just felt that, like, the demons in the whole weren't very menacing. You know, yeah, they, they, they look scary and shit. Like, and if I was really there myself, that'd be scary. But If this was real life. Yeah, but watching it as a movie, they... They weren't that scary. I mean, they're kind of just just popping up and standing there in the shadows, or mm-hmm. or you know, like walking towards people. And they're, the the other characters are screaming and running like, away. Like, holy shit! Let me get out of here. Yeah, and it was just like, ah, they're not really fucking badass. Like, I I think I might take one of these on, dude. Yeah. You know, there, there was a, some go- some really cool shots. I liked one of one of the shots was two of the characters. It was uh, Roger and I think Sal mm-hmm. were standing in uh, around a corner. So you can see down the hallway, and Angela was chasing them, and she kind of comes floating by a little bit, yeah, and then comes back and like looks down the hall, and then like goes continues on going going the way that she was going. I kind of like that shot, you know that, that that it was a little creepy and shit. Like I can imagine, okay, if I was there, you know, knowing that she was following, and <laughs> and uh, I just I don't know. I liked how she was floating by a little bit and yeah. just kind of stopped. Yeah, and, and like Paul's mentioning about some of the shots he like one of the shots uh I like but it was like this character had was flawed was like they, they one of the characters that was picking up uh our main heroine, um, he picked her up and it seemed like he was supposed to be like the good guy of this movie, but all he wanted was some booty. Yeah. Oh yeah, like her, her fucking uh her boyfriend basically. Yeah. But he wanted some booty from Judy. <laughs> some booty from Judy. Jay wanted some booty from Judy. Yeah, so uh, he ends up being he ends up, <laughs> he ends up being like a flawed character, and he ends up uh, you know messing around with Suzanne. Yeah, and uh, that was uh, that's where he meets his demise. Yeah, know? well, Su- right before that happens, what the setup is, you know, he's in the room with uh, with Judy, and they're making out, and he tries to put the moves on her and shit, and she's she's stopping him, and he's like, "Well, you know, I, I know you dated so and so, and I know you." You slept with him, and she's like, why do you think that? Like, He's like, everybody knows that. And she's like, I went out with him once. And then he's like, well, you slept with him, right? And she like pauses, 
well, that's none of your business. So huh. right there is like, okay, we know what happened. <laughs> but still, like, it doesn't mean that she's going to sleep with everybody. So he gets fucking pissed off and, and leaves her there. And that's when he finds uh, uh, Suzanne. And uh, that's right before she stuck the, the, the lipstick in her nipple. So she's like half naked and shit. Yeah, so, uh, you know, they're getting down and dirty um, on the floor, and, uh, like, they're going at it, and then um, Suzanne's kind of tripping out on her makeup or something, and he's into it, and then uh, she's like, she's like, oh, like, you know, is something wrong with my makeup? And he's like, what are you talking about? You, you look fine, even though she looks all whacked yeah, out. Yeah, even the makeup's like, all... She smeared it everywhere. But he's he, like, no, it's fine. But he yeah, didn't give a fuck. He didn't fuck. care because of where he's at. <laughs> exactly. He's like, just don't stop. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, so. <laughs> until, until he does give a fuck. And then he's like, I want to yeah, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, too late. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, so she's like basically there. She's like, stop looking. She's like, why are you looking at me? It's like, because you're right there on top of me. Yeah. talking about? Stop staring at me. Damn it, Suzanne, your makeup is fine. Come on, what are you worried about? And then she's like, stop looking at me with a yeah. demon voice. She she looks up and kind of back a little bit. And then when she looks down at him, it's it's her, demon. her demonized face. Yeah, demon face, demon eyes. So uh, he gets totally scared by that point, but he ain't going nowhere. And so he's like, uh, you know, I can work with this. Let's yeah. just finish. <laughs> so he's like, stop looking at me. So like basically she goes down there. He's trying to stop her, but he ends up uh, getting his eyes gouged yeah, out. Yeah, and that was a good effect, too. They did that really well. Yeah. Um. So I mean, that was that was the effect I would just wanted to hit up on that. Um, any other ones, Paul, that are memorable? Um, I just want to go back to Suzanne's character real quick. You know, she's probably like my favorite out of the whole movie. I know that the Angela is the main one, yeah, and she continues on throughout the sequels too. But I liked Suzanne. I don't know. I, I maybe because of uh, Lena Quigley, she's been in a lot of fucking movies that I like. Mm -hmm. You know, Return of the Living Dead, one of them. Oh. And she's she's kind of like that horror '80s horror staple. She's yeah. been in a lot of fucking shit, so I, that might be one of the reasons. But I, I like the way that she she was playful and kind of joking, especially in the, like when she when she was uh, demonized. Yeah, she she said some stupid shit, but it was funny. Mm -hmm. I, I like her character a lot. Yeah. So now we're talking about some of the demons that was you know with Angela. Uh, they did a good job as far as makeup wise and yeah. everything. Um, Especially uh, after uh, she gets burned and she's got like the half of her face is all burned. That was yeah. that looked really good. Yeah. Um, and then she even like burns her hands in the the fireplace too. She's like, I'm just warming up my hands, and then her hands <laughs> that, are all like toasted up, sitting here by the fire warming my hands, and they're all on fire, <laughs> and they look so fake and like the way that they're moving, you could yes. tell that someone's just holding them there. Yes. But it was cool. I liked it a lot. Maybe it was Frank Oz. Maybe, maybe he, he's under there. The guy that, uh, he's a puppeteer, worked on uh, Yoda. <laughs> yes. I don't know, like, did, did you like the voice of uh, the demons, like, the Angela's voice? No, um, it, especially it, not Angela's. It kind of reminded me of just, like, a kid when they're trying to make that demon voice. Yeah, it was just like, hey, guys. Like, like Paul, come here. I'm yeah. going to get you. Yeah. Where are you going, fuckers? <laughs> Actually, that was probably better. Yeah, probably. <laughs> so... <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. Like, maybe that kind of took you off as well. Maybe because the voice bit. could have done better. A little. I did notice that because uh, it, it kind of sounded more kind of mannish, and it should have been just like it mm. wasn't so much that because it was mannish. Like, I get that they were doing the the lower tone to mm -hmm. make it sound more demonic. It was mm -hmm. just 
I don't know. Like they could have just did something different. Like maybe added a couple other voices in a, in like layering it. Yeah, that might have been cool. Mm-hmm. You know, I really like the the look and feel of the movie. You know, it's one of those you got to watch every Halloween kind of a thing for me. You know, I I didn't watch it last year. I actually fucking I didn't get around to it. But usually it is. You know what's funny that Paul's mentioning this, and it's it's like afterwards he's like, ah, oh, crap, this is a Halloween <laughs> yeah. movie. I, I I put it on and I'm like. I text uh, Wolfman. I'm like, fuck, dude. I forgot that this is a Halloween movie. I can't watch this shit right now. Yeah, it was like, okay, you should have made another pick instead. But, hey, we made it. We had to yeah, do it. Yeah, exactly. Um, Steve actually bought the Blu-ray to, to watch because he's never seen it before. He bought the Blu-ray to watch it for the show, and he couldn't make it, sadly. Aw. But, um, you know, I'm sure he's going to like the movie anyway, so he'd be happy to have it in his collection. I want to get it because I like it a lot. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, it's got a lot of, uh, you know, cult following for sure mm-hmm. like they even got um you know uh uh figures horror figures that uh have them and they look really good they look just like the like the ones on the movie yeah i wouldn't mind getting one of those i've seen them before yeah so uh you know uh paul's uh ready to get that uh stooge character <laughs> that he loves so much i'm gonna get stooge tattooed on my neck <laughs> <laughs> not even the demon stooge just a normal stooge with the pig nose. Yeah, with the oh, he's got to have the pig nose, dude. Or else you won't know that. And then I'll stooge. add like a donut, like he's munching on a donut. I'm just gonna add that <laughs> for that full effect. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So getting towards the end of the movie, they do escape. Uh, Roger and Judy make it out. Uh, they get it. They get through the fence and make it on the other side. And it's kind of a, kind of a lackluster uh, really end was. of those demons because you just see smoke come yeah, out. Yeah, it really and that's was. It. That that was probably the the most disappointing part of the whole fucking movie. You know, like you had all every all of her friends were were demons and they're trying to get her, trying to kill her. You know, they're all fucked up. She gets over the goddamn gate, and even that took. It seemed like it took too long. Like they just that whole scene was a little too long. Of Roger tr- climbing up and then trying to g- grab her, and then she's trying to climb up with the barbed wire. They're, They're nipping at her fucking toes. Yeah, and it just went on a little bit too long. Roger falls over, and you think that maybe he's going to take off because he's smart, <laughs> smart motherfucker. And, and you know that went through his mind too. Yeah, exactly. He's like, you know what? I'm the fucking smart one. <laughs> I need to just go. But no, he he goes back and gets up on the on the 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 wall and reaches down to get her, and finally does. <laughs> Their demise was just fucking so lackluster. Like they could have showed something that showed them blowing up into yeah, pieces I, or something. I would, I would have been happy like that, like with um, going to a different movie uh, from uh, Dust Till Dawn. If it would have been like that, where the va- you know, like how the vampires blew up on that thing when the sun hit them, uh, like same thing with the demons. It was the sun coming up that that uh, you know was uh was their demise. But like if they like how Paul said, if they would have like blown up and then like I said to my effect if. If it would have been like effect kind of like that, from uh, I would have been satisfied. It was like at least they show them that's going on. Maybe they didn't have the money or they had not the means to do it back then. It could have been just they got maybe that was like one of the last scenes that they were filming, and they started running out of budget, and they're like, you know what, we can't do what we wanted to do. Maybe they wanted to do something different. So they went to their nearest Target and got the the fog machine, and that <laughs> yes. was the effect that we yes. got. And that's all it was, too, because it was from the other side of the wall where Judy and Roger were, 
and they're just looking over. You hear the the demons screaming out and shit, and then you just see this green fog, smoke shit coming up and, and from the, the other side of the wall. You don't see what's happening to them at all. Yeah, and then you and then you get a reintroduction to the uh, the Jim Henson's uh, Muppet demon. Yes, one of one of Jim Henson's fucking first prototype projects from when he was a kid. <laughs> but like I said, at least it was it was something that was. That was real, you know? It wasn't a CG, whatever. Yeah, so you got to, you know... Take... It's got points. Yeah, so you got to give it uh, up for that because it's got the practical effects. One thing that we didn't talk about yet in this movie, but it, like we said, we did mention him, yes. was the old man character. Um, with that character, he comes up towards the beginning of the movie because uh, the kids are coming up to him. There's a few things where uh, the guy, the character that's like joking around and, and, and being stupid, like... That gives them a hard time, so the old man's all pissed off. He's like got his groceries, and they're you know ends up dropping. So the guy doesn't help him. He just like takes off and talks crap to him, and then the old man's mad, you know, saying stuff back. So he's already pissed off, and then Judy comes up trying to help him, uh, you know, a few minutes later, and he's like, "Get away from me!" And and you know, he's just a jerk at that point. Yeah, he fucking hates kids, dude. And he's one of those, you know, you think of a, a fucking grouchy old man, and that's him. Yeah, that's the stereotype right there. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, we just see that happen. He's like, and towards the end, he's like, I'll teach you guys. Like, he, it shows, like, an app that, like, his groceries on the floor, and he's bought the apple right there. And then the next, you see a package right there of razor blades. So he's got some sinister plans coming up at some point. So uh, you don't see him uh, throughout the whole movie except for that and then at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, the morning happens. Uh, our characters made it out alive. They end up uh, going past where the old man lives, and he's out there, and he sees them. He's like, oh, like, uh, he starts talking crap about them having, like, some kind of late-night thing going on. Yeah, he's like, oh, out all night, huh? Yeah. So uh, he ends up going inside. He ends up getting a piece of pie, apple pie. From and, his, yeah, his wife had just pulled it out of the oven. Yeah, so he's having that, and then um, she's talking about something about, like, oh, well, you know, we had a bunch of apples left over. And the so. whole time he's just talking shit to her, too. Yeah. So, uh, you know, like we said, grumpy old man. Yep. So he's uh, eating the pie and then she's talking about, oh, well, like, you know, like I had a, we had so many apples there. If I had to use what we had and, you know, put them in the pie, he's like, he's like, holy shit. Cause it comes to his yeah. mind, like, like that he put those razor blades in there. And like Paul said, it's, it's unrealistic for that to happen, but it was a good effect. Cause, uh, you know, it ends up where like you see the blood and, and the razor blades cutting through his neck. It was a really good effect. It looked really good. And I like his performance too. Like he was giving it like he was really fucking feeling I, that. Like they're really coming out of his throat like that. Yeah. So, I mean, off of, off of the performances, I think he had one of the stronger performances. I think of so. And, and, and that's why I was like, he's kind of a, a main character, even though he wasn't in it that much because of that. Yeah. You know, that, that, I think it was a, a perfect send off to the fucking movie because it, it was well done. Um, he 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 felt it seemed like he felt that shit. The only thing is it didn't make any goddamn sense <laughs> because you know the the apple slices were chopped up into little fucking cubes. You could see him picking at them with his god with his fucking fork. He would have he would have saw some kind of razor blades in there, but you know whatever. It's a fucking movie about demons. Yeah, Part, and, partying on Halloween. So and and the cool thing is, at least it's not one of those ones where like there's a minor character right there. And it's like, what happened to him? It's yeah. like at least you got a finalized thing of what happened. Yeah, to that exactly. Because it easily could have just not come back at all. And you're like, wait a minute, what happened to that old fucking man? That asshole. <laughs> and well, uh, and and Paul's theory on this is that the the wife that that's what she intended to do. To I him. think so. 
I think so. She's like, I had, I had enough of you. Yeah, I mean, he's got blood all over him. He, he hunched over into the pie as she comes over and just kisses him on the head and starts sipping some of her coffee. And she's like, well, happy Halloween, dear. <laughs> and just kind of like looks like sh- with those shifty eyes. I totally think she had it all planned out. He was talking to her like she was a piece of shit, too. So you got to imagine that's how he treats her all the time. It was a good movie, dude. I liked that movie a lot. All right. So uh, what's your score on this one, Paul? Um, I'm going to give it a seven. Wow, that's a high score. Yeah, I like the movie. I mean, it's nowhere near perfection, but it's a fun fucking movie. Definitely when you watch it around Halloween. Um, the effects are really good. The acting isn't actually that bad at all. I don't think I don't think anybody really did a shit job on their performances. Fair enough. And uh, I'm gonna uh, I'm not gonna be uh, as high in the score as Paul. I'm gonna give it a six. There you go. Um, I'm giving that was it, more than I thought you would. <laughs> I'm gonna give it a six just because, uh, like uh, like Paul said, this is a Halloween movie. I think just because of the timing, I think if Paul would have picked this more towards Halloween, yeah. maybe, maybe I would have bumped it up a little bit. Um, but since it wasn't, it was uh, a little bit tough for me to watch it personally at this time. Just because. I mean, it is for me too, but I mean, you, you didn't see it before, huh? I think I might've seen it, but years ago. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I give it a, a six. I mean, it's, it's, it's not a bad movie. It's, it's all right. And then, uh, especially like towards Halloween, it's, uh, it's, uh, you know, perfect time to watch this movie at that time. Just because it's based at that time. So if you guys are listening to this episode for the first time and it's in October, watch this shit right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh, I mean, all in all, it was, it was a fun movie. Um, and, you know, like Paul said, like the, there, there was a little bit of character development, but enough. It wasn't like everybody was the same person. Exactly. There didn't really need to be a whole lot of character development for this. I mean, it, it takes place in a couple of hours over one night. There's not that many characters, so it's like, you know, it was enough for, for me anyway. Yeah, and then uh, I got to give it credit for the uh, practical effects. I always love those. But I'd give it a six just because it's not the greatest movie. Um, it's kind of weird because, like when I, like I said, I watched it a while ago, and it's been years. I don't think mm-hmm. I only watched it one time. Well, you, you also and, said that you think you watched the remake first. Yeah, as far as I know, I think I may, maybe watched the remake and I don't know if maybe I enjoyed that more, but I don't, like I said, I only seen that one, one isn't time. bad. I so, own that one. That so, one's not that bad. I like the original one better, but it's it's good. Yeah. So I mean, I can't say for sure, but um, I for some weird reason, I think I enjoyed it more the first time watching it, and then this time I was like, I can't give it uh, a super high score, but six is is decent. It took you know? Memo like five times to watch this shit. It, it really did. <laughs> it really did. Because um, I kept like I would watch it from the beginning and then I'd get distracted somewhere in the middle and then I'd get back to it towards the end and I was like I gotta watch this again because because I have, <laughs> you know we're doing the review so uh, it was tough getting through it for me but like I said it wasn't bad it was decent um, and of course I enjoyed it more than uh, Black Christmas <laughs> <laughs> Paul thought I was gonna give that a zero I thought you might give this one a zero dude because you're just like I can't get into it man I can't get into it but a six is good no and then like I said I, I, I gotta be fair on it I, I couldn't give it a score or review this without like viewing it all the way yeah. through so uh, to me I was like I give it a fair score of a six for sure alright so uh, Chainsaw Paul says go check it out So uh, Hellraiser, 1987, uh, directed 
and written by Clive Barker. Uh, this has grown to be, you know, one of my favorites. I mean, I remember when I was a kid and I, I was first watching it. It was towards the beginning of, this, of uh, the movie. And it's the part where uh, where Frank got torn apart with all those hooks and yeah. the body exploding. So I, I watched that. And being a kid, I was like, oh, shit, this is too much for me. And then I don't think I watched the rest of it. Um, I remember, like, seeing uh, the Cenobites and thinking, holy shit, like, that's some scary-looking characters right there. Um, and in 87, uh, with that, I was about nine years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul, well, you were probably, like, what, four like or something? Six. Six. Yeah, so probably before your time, five, you probably five, watched that later, huh? Yeah, five or six. Um, yeah, so with this one, it's like, uh, you know, I don't know, I... I it's one of my classics that I enjoy. I don't know about how Paul feels about this one. <clears throat> no, I like this movie a lot. All right, good. Definitely a classic. Definitely iconic. Um, yeah, so the characters on this movie, we'll uh, you know, talk about them a little bit. Uh, Larry, he was played by Andrew Robinson, and he was the dad character. He was the father of uh, Kirstie, which was the main character of our movie. There was also Claire Higgins. And she plays Julia, which is our main, one of our main antagonists mm-hmm. of the movie. Um, there's also Sean, Sean Chapman, and he plays Frank, which is the main antagonist of the yeah. movie. Uh, there was uh, Kirstie Cotton, which uh, we mentioned before, but uh, she was played by Ashley Lawrence, big in the horror lore. This is where uh, everybody loves her from, is Hellraiser. Um, there was also, uh, I didn't know this, that there was uh, also another character that played uh, the Frank character, and that was uh, Frank the Monster, which was uh, Oliver Smith. And I yeah. guess they had to use someone skinnier to play him, right? Yeah, so because they had to layer that stuff on top of uh, the body, so, you know, to make it look like a, a, ske- a skeleton and then the muscle tissues and shit. So they wanted somebody skinny. Yeah. That's why your boy Doug Jones gets all those parts, dude, because he's a rail, dude. <laughs> yeah, but uh, the, the parts he's played, it's like, it's, uh, it's awesome that, you know. Yeah, no, he's good. what he's done. Um, yeah, and then uh, I guess we'll mention just a few of them. Uh, our characters that come up, uh, which, is, uh, which everybody loves, are the Cinnabites. Yes. Uh, which is uh, Doug Bradley, and uh, he was just uh, characterized as lead Cinnabite on their uh, and we know him today as Pinhead. Yeah. What's crazy is like everybody remembers uh, Pinhead. Uh, and of course, he's got, you know, way memorable lines. And, you know, that's w- what they uh, do more parts with is, is his character. Uh, but the other ones look pretty damn good, too. Yeah, I mean, all of them looked really cool. And they yeah. had all their, their own little little thing going on. Yeah, like uh, there was a chattering uh, Cinnabite. And he looked cool just from the face all like mm-hmm. twisted up. and No eyes. And all he, all he had was his mouth that was being held back. His like, lips were being pulled back by like little hooks. Yeah, so uh, that was uh, he was played by Nicholas uh, Vince. And uh, there was a Butterball Cinnabite, which is a little bit hefty yeah. Cinnabite right there, uh, played by uh, Simon Bramford. That was the stooge of uh, Hellraiser. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he looked, out, you know, he looked all right. He had his sunglasses, though. Yeah. No, he was super cool. And uh, the, the last one that I mentioned was with the last one that was uh, there at, at this moment was uh, the female Cinnabite. And she was played by uh, Grace Kirby. Uh, she looked cool, too, because she had like her, uh, her in the, the like, slit through the middle on her mm-hmm. neck. And that being pulled uh, with wires and stuff that were connected to her head. <clears throat> so uh, she had a good look as well. So yeah, and, and she's not remembered as much as Pinhead, like we were saying. 
But, you know, because she doesn't get carried out throughout the sequels as much as Pinhead does. But she had almost as much lines as, as Pinhead did, too. Yeah. So it's like she should have been a little bit more famous, I guess. Yeah. Because her look is really cool. Her look is cool, yeah. So, I mean, uh, like I said, I, I enjoyed the way and, and practical effects again. Exactly. And that, the, the makeup and the people that get into it, it's like uh, bravo to all of them because... Yeah, uh, the special effects artist on that was, I believe, Bob Keane. Okay, cool. So, I mean, uh, with that, it's like I always enjoyed it. And then, you know, top-notch stuff out here um, with that makeup effects. And uh, especially uh, Frank character when he uh, makes uh, a comeback after getting taken by the Cenobites and uh, the, the blood drops on the ground and it, he starts reforming. Just that reforming part, how, how it looks, it was just awesome. And it, it, it stands up today. Yeah, it really looks good. And uh, to, to think about how they did it with practical effects and the thought, you know, like how they had to plan all that stuff out to make it look the way it looked. It was one of those like a re- reverse filming kind of a thing, yeah. right? Where they, yeah. they filmed it melting basically and yeah. then reversed it. Yeah, it just looks awesome. Man. Yeah, that was one of those things they did a lot in the 80s, but it was always a good effect. Yeah, I mean, I I love it. It's what to me. It's like one of my favorite parts of the film. Um, uh, there's also the part where they do, uh, you know, they rip Frank apart in the beginning of it. Like I said, I, I saw that part when I was a kid. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, okay, that's enough for me. Like I couldn't take the rest of it. Um, that was just like you know, being a kid and being scared. Um, but yeah, watching it when I was older, and then I was like, this was an awesome movie. Like good storyline, uh, good characters. The way it looked, the effects, all of it was awesome. There was a minor character on there as well, which was like uh, like a transient. And I guess it was a demon. But uh, there was the crazy thing is like it's the only time that it, that character does come up in this uh, series. And I'm just wondering what storyline was behind that guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was wondering the same thing. Like, you know, he's he's he doesn't look like one of the, the Cenobites. But you know there's something fucking up with him in that first scene that you see him, mm-hmm. and he's in there and he's eating those crickets. Yes. So you're like, okay, something's going on with him. And then at the end of the movie, he comes up again. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, don't, I don't know, like, who knows? Maybe they there was something that was going to happen with that characters. Maybe not. I did did he ever come back in the sequels? I don't really I ha- remember. I haven't seen him in any of the sequels. Okay. So it's kind of like you know never showed up again. And I haven't read the book, so I don't know. Yeah, I have the book, but I haven't read it. Okay. So um, that's a uh, Wolfman's life story right there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've read quite a few stuff, but I mean, I, he's I, like, I have many leather bound books. <laughs> now <laughs> my apartment smells of rich mahogany. <laughs> I wish. Um, but yeah, with that one, it's actually, I found the paperback on that one. So, oh, okay. Um, yeah. And then there's another character that, you know, comes up on there and is a good character, but a very small part. And you would think it'd be cool to have that one just recurring, but never did recur was uh, when Frank's looking for the box and he finds it, and then there's the Asian guy, and he, they're sitting at a table having, like, tea, and Frank wants to buy the box from him, and, you know, like, he hands him the money, and he's like, take it. It's, uh, it's yours. It always has, and then he takes off, and he's like, it always has been. Uh, but, like, the way the guy uh, says it was, was awesome, that whoever did the, uh, the acting on that. Um, but it would have been cool to have that recurring character right there. Yeah, definitely, because, I mean... At the end, you find out that it's a real prominent fucking character, mm-hmm. and I don't remember seeing it come back in yeah, the it, other ones. Yeah, it didn't come back on them. Um, but, of course, the ones that do come back uh, a few times 
or the the Kirsty character comes back uh, for you know uh, at least two times yeah. on the series, uh, and uh, kind of Frank, but not quite. One more time, maybe for that second one, mm-hmm. and for sure uh, the Julia character comes back uh, one more time for yeah. that second one, uh, and of course Doug Bradley. Pinhead. He, yeah, he's back for most of them, aside from the, I think, the last two. He wasn't back three? No. No? I mean, not Doug Bradley, but Pinhead. Oh, Pinhead, yeah. Pinhead, yeah, but not Doug Bradley. Yeah, not the, and, not and, the actor. And you Sorry. Got, yeah. And, I fucked that one up. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Yes. Yeah, and, and uh, you have to give it props to Doug Bradley, because to me, I was like, maybe somebody else could hit that character, but the ones that have replaced them... They don't do it justice. You know, I, I've heard mixed things about it, though. I've I've heard people that say it's fucking garbage, and then I heard people saying that it was actually really good. I haven't watched them, so. I've, I've seen them, and then to me, I mean, there's one that's really garbage that you can tell is like they just wanted to make it to make money off of it. Um, Which one was that? It was one where they, they had to do something where the storyline uh, takes place in Mexico. I don't know. I forgot exactly which one it is. I'd have to look it up. But um, I think the last one that I watched was Hell World. Um, oh, yeah. I see the picture of it right now. So the one I'm talking about uh, is Hellraiser Revelations. Okay. Yeah. That, to me, that, that was like a garbage performance. I think it was Judgment that people were saying it was pretty good. That was the last one. I haven't watched Judgment, either one of those. Judgment was okay. And the guy did an okay job as far as, uh, you know, the portrayal of of Pinhead. Mm -hmm. But like I said, nobody can take Doug Bradley's spot so far as far as the performance for me. Um, And, I mean, there's been some cool, like, designs as far as, like, the the Cenobites that come in later movies. Yeah, I like the one that has that video camera stuck in his head and, like, coming out. Yeah. The the lens is coming out of one of the eyes. Yeah, that one was on the third one. I think it was three. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then that doctor was, uh, not bad as well. Yeah. That one was really cool too. Um, then those are, the Cenobites are one of those things where you can just get creative and they've done different things. Like, uh, I mean, toy wise as well, where like, there was some that were made, uh, I think they were called tortured souls. Or yes. Like that. Uh, Todd McFarlane. Yes. And he made some stuff and they were very creative, but they were not used in any of the movies. Mm-mm. Uh, but they looked, you know, like they belong in that universe for sure. Um, they looked cooler than a lot of the ones that were in the movie. So I'm, I'm hoping that later on, you know, because I'm hearing like, I'm hearing buzz about reboots and remakes and all this shit. So yeah. you never know. Yeah. So uh, getting back to our original. <laughs> um, yeah. So one more character that I got to say that does uh, some uh, good work was uh, Andrew Robinson. And like I said, he, uh, he plays uh, the dad on this movie, uh, Larry. And uh, he does a good job. Like, uh, first he seems like, a, you know, like timid and uh, like he doesn't belong with uh, Julia. And she doesn't really, she, she hates him, yeah. basically. She hates him. And it's kind of weird because in the story, like, she hates him. And then she gets to a point where, like, uh, Frank is back and then they're, they're planning on killing people. But she doesn't want to kill uh, Larry for some reason. Um, I well, I mean, I'm sure she cares about him somewhat. And that's probably what what holds her back on it. Yeah. Until the end. <laughs> yeah. But uh, uh, he does a good job because, like I said, he plays that, that uh, timid character. And then when uh, at the end, like where he does end up dead, but he does, he's back basically a skin suit of him. Uh, it's basically uh, Larry doing that acting on, uh, I mean, not Larry, but uh, Andrew Robinson doing that acting on there where he's the skin suit um, Larry with Frank underneath. 
He does an awesome job of uh, how he plays. He's he's basically Frank now. Yeah, so. I, it was pretty convincing. I was like, oh, okay, that's good. Yeah, so, I mean, with that character, with that actor, I've seen him in uh, one more movie. I mean, he's been in other, plenty of movies, but the one I can uh, remember, but he did an awesome job. And he was basically a, a killer, maniac kind of guy, uh, was uh, the original Dirty Harry. Oh, okay. And he was, uh, I, well, I think he was uh, the Scorpio killer or something like that. But he did a good job. Like with it, he was convincing. Uh, he had that long hair, so he totally looks different than yeah. on, on Hellraiser. Yeah. So you wouldn't know that it's the same guy. But uh, awesome performance on both of them on, on that one and on Hellraiser. Um, and uh, Julia, you got to give it up for her too. She did a really that. Uh, yeah, she actress. did. She did a good job. Yeah, Claire Higgins did an awesome job. And you know, it came down to when when Clive Barker was doing. He wanted to, to do the casting for it. He didn't want to sacrifice performances for blood and gore even though he has a blood and gore like a lot of the movies around the time are just like we don't care about the performances we're just going to kill a bunch of teenagers and we just want the blood and gore and the and the titties and shit he was like no like we can have the blood and gore but i want real actors people that know what they're doing so he cast a lot of uh people that were in like the uh the english theater scene mm -hmm. and um Doug Bradley, he actually worked with before in one of uh, the plays that Clive Barker had did before. I think it was in the 70s or something. Mm -hmm. So that's why he knew he wanted Doug Bradley to come in. And that's why you get that top-notch acting. Yeah, it was a good performance by basically the whole cast. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then uh, next character that we want to hit up is uh, the Kirstie character. Uh, played by Ashley Lawrence, she did you know awesome job through that. Um, I enjoyed her character, and I got it was a character that you can root for, mm -hmm. definitely. Um, and uh, Frank, uh, played by Sean Chapman, uh, he did an awesome job. You know, just basically a despicable man, uh, just out for pleasures. Uh, no matter, uh, like he wants to take it to the limit as far as it can go, and that's basically. Uh, the the storyline right there is uh, a man trying to take it to the limit. He gets uh, find you know he's searching for this box where it, all these uh, things are promised, where you get the pleasures uh, that'll take you to the limits, and and uh, and uh, with pleasures you get that pain as well. Mm -hmm. So uh, and that's where the Cinnabites come in and basically you know show them uh, the sights of uh, everything you can imagine and more. And tear them apart and take them to uh, wherever they take them. Yep. What's funny on this uh, movie is that you take it where, like, you see, you know, people that uh, before you've seen it and you see, like, pictures of the stuff, you would think that the Cenobites are the uh, the monsters and the killers and the ones to despise on this movie. But it's kind of trippy is that Frank is basically the real monster of yeah, this movie. He, he's and, the actual villain of the, of the fucking movie. Yeah, and uh, he influences uh, the Julie character into helping him out because mm -hmm. she secretly, you know, you know, she had something going on with him. She fell in love with him, but she married the brother anyways. Um, but yeah, the Hellraiser, you know, like I said, he gets that box. The box is a puzzle. Uh, it brings those, uh, they're kind of, I don't know, they're not really demons and they're not angels, but, you know, like I said, they're, they're called Cenobites, but they're kind of basically both. Exactly. Like, they're not, they're not evil or good. Like, they're just, they just are. They have a job to do. Basically, that's all that, that it is. Yeah. So, you know, it's funny. Before we did this review, I was like, oh, it's kind of like uh, we're doing two demon ones because we're doing Night of Demons. And Paul's like, nope, they're not really the same thing. <laughs> exactly. They're not demons. He, like, fucking Pinhead himself says it. 
He's like angels to some, demons to others. Like they're just that's just what they are. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, that you know, he he summons him up. He gets torn apart. Uh, Later on, the the box comes into play later on in the movie. But what summons uh, Frank back up is that they get back to the house, uh, which the brothers, both of them, own it. They don't know what happens to Frank because he's basically like a vagabond soul where he just goes wherever the hell he wants to. So nobody really knows where he's at at any time. Um, So they're thinking he's just off on one of his adventures. Yeah, so they're moving. There's an old rusty nail. Larry's hand uh, gets torn up by that rusty nail. That blood that's dripping from his hand uh, basically brings back uh, the Frank character. And that was a big-ass gash, too, dude. I was like, that's not something you just wrap up and go on your day. Yeah, <laughs> the thing is, though, uh, like I said, he was a timid character, and that's kind of what, what uh, kind of puts the imp- uh, exclamation point on that is because when he's doing that, he can't even stand the sight of his own blood. Yeah. So he's like looking away, and he's like having Julie like like look at this like <laughs> like help me out. I'm so, just like you should probably go to a doctor for that. <laughs> I think you need a couple of stitches. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, they they end up uh, going off. Uh, Frank characters comes back, basically comes back kind of uh, monsterish, but it's basically like a human coming back to form. So you see like the skeletal stuff, the like the gooey insides coming back, the muscular stuff coming up. Um, but he's not fully formed. He's just like looking like a, what would you call it, Paul? Like you said, a bag of bones and he's got some muscle tendons and shit. And yeah, so he's basically not a, a fully formed no, human he's not at, at that all. point. He's kind of looking monstrous already. Uh, but like uh, he found out, that, like he, he ends up uh, meeting up with Julie's, Julia's character and he pushes her into killing people because he's saying that the blood brought him. So he needs more blood in to, to form back if she wants him back. So uh, at first she kind of hesitant, but she does want him back. She thinks about the time where they did have an affair before they got, you know, she got married to her, the brother. So uh, she ends up uh, getting up these, uh, hitting up these unlucky blokes since they're in England. And uh, they, she takes them to the house, basically bashes their brains in and uh, the, the blood starts coming. He starts forming more. Uh, there's a certain point where uh, Kirstie comes in. She sees the frank character yeah one of his victims was he got out of the room and she comes up and sees him and he's asking her for help and he looks all fucked up yeah and then around the corner from the door frank comes out and finishes the job basically and she's freaking out and shit you know because she doesn't know what the fuck's going on there's like this meat sack standing in front of her yeah and then when when he said uh, come to daddy yeah she knew it (laughs) she knew yeah so, uh, yeah, and that's kind of like what I said when, uh, you know, that's why I said some poly indecent stuff was going on between. That's the, why I'm like, you kind of get that feel, but, you know, they didn't they didn't put that out there. Yeah. But there was maybe that feel. But, you know, it could have just been one of those things that Frank said. That's pretty sick to tell it, you. It is, story. but, he, you know, you never know. Yeah, with, with her, she finds that configuration box. And she ends up like where Frank's like, uh, you know, wanting it back. She ends up throwing it out the window. He's screaming no, and she escapes, grabs the box, and she ends up, uh, what, like, end up like, in a uh, insane like a asylum? Hosp- no, it was a hospital. a hospital. She, like, passed out or something, and she was taken to the hospital. She w- wakes up there, mm-hmm. and the doctor gives her the box and saying, like, hopefully this jogs your memory. Mm. And then she starts playing with it, and she's got, like, this weird smile on her, too, when she starts playing with it, you know, almost like it was calling to her or something. 
I guess it gives some type of a joy mm-hmm. in the beginning. Like I said, it's uh, it has the pleasures. Yeah, so she already it. started kind of feeling it, and that's why she kept going with it. You know, but she had no idea what the fuck was coming. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, it ends up was like, oh, whoop, she screwed up. Yep. And You're she... just like, no! <laughs> yeah, so she screwed up, and uh, that's uh, when the Cenobites started coming. Um, so she finds, you know, she there after her. Uh, she know she saw Frank, so she's like, "Hey, what if you know?" Like, she they kind of explain that hey, you summoned us. We, you know, it's not that we just wanted to come over here. You're the one that messed with the box, yeah, and that's what brought us here. So she's like, "Hey, what if somebody that you got, uh, you know?" She's like, "Cause they basically explain everything. We're like, hey, you summon us, we take you with us, and you know, your soul is ours now, and um, that's why she knows, like, hey, Frank must have messed with this thing." Yeah, because she got the box from him. Yeah, so Frank must have messed with this. But why is he, you know, why is he back? Because, like I said, once you go with us, you ain't coming back. Yeah. Uh, so she's like, hey, what if uh, one of, you know, your victims, uh, you know, escape you? And then they're like, nobody escapes us. And then she's like, hey, well, you know, I got, you know, Frank is over there. I can prove it. So she, you know, they kind of make a deal. But they still kind of want her anyways. Uh so they end up where she's trying to prove to them that, you know, Frank is really there out there and uh, that they want to, you know, she wants to do a trade that I, I get to stay back. Mm-hmm. You take him because uh, he got away from you. I like how they were like super fucking surprised that he was gone. They had no idea. Yeah. So and he and Frank was saying that um, to Julia earlier in the movie where we need to hurry up and do this before they come. They come. They find out and they come. Yeah. So I'm like. Damn, dude, if that didn't happen and she didn't get the box and some of them, like, they they didn't have any idea. So he could have went on with his whole plan. They're like, yeah, we tortured him enough. Leave him there for a few centuries. Then. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, holy shit. One thing I did want to touch up on was uh, one of the effects that I enjoy on this movie is when they do summon the, the Cenobites. Mm-hmm. And then you see, like, the little, like, there's, like, uh, boarded up stuff but you see lights coming through it and it's kind of like a bluish white light yeah. coming and the sound that that goes through it when they are coming yeah i i just enjoy that effect and yeah that that tone that they chose right there was really good yeah so uh when she summons the demons she ends up going through uh like a labyrinth kind of place it's how it's <laughs> labyrinth yeah labyrinth and it's kind of like uh we're and it's kind of funny it's like when we get it's it's kind of precursor to the second one because on that one, it plays more of uh, where it does show up more and it's more prominent. But in this one, you get like a little glimpse of it. And when she's going through there, like she gets to a part where there's this crazy, I don't know, what would you call it? A real demon this time? Yeah. That creature? Yeah, like that worm kind of thing with yeah. the arms. Yeah. So it had a crazy looking face and those arms. It was walking on some arms and you see like a tail going towards the back of it, like just going up to who knows where. Uh, but just an awesome effect, creature effect uh, on that one for sure. Um, we get to where Christie's trying to prove that uh, that Frank is there and you know do that trade off for the you know with the Cenobites, and she's there, and then they just basically see that uh, that her dad's there. He looks a little kind of messed up, like he's got blood on his face. It's kind of weird that she doesn't. It's like she doesn't notice. She it. didn't ask about it at all, and it's not even that it was on like his face. It's like a, a, along his hairline. Yeah. And it's like bloody and just like looks like there's like chunks of stuff and shit. Just she didn't even bother asking what the fuck's going on. No, it, it, to me it was like they should have at least. Um, I mean, I guess if you can fault it for it on that part. 
Uh, but to me, like they should have just like said, you know, she should have made light of it. And then he could explain it. Hey, yeah, you know what? You don't have to worry about Frank no more. We got into it. I got a little bit, you know, jacked up from it. Like they got, you know, they got into it with yeah. some type of knife fight or something. Uh, that way it's like, okay, that way, you know, that he kind of tricked her. Yeah. And, and it makes sense on why he's standing there all bloody and shit. Yeah. So, uh, but basically, yeah, her dad's dead right now, and, and Frank's in, in that, uh, the skin suit of her dad. And Julia's happy because she's got her lover back right there. So uh, later on, she does find out, hey, that, that, that's not her dad anymore, even though, like, she did have some type of a feeling on it because he wasn't acting, you know, the way her dad does. She uh, goes up into the room where Frank was, and, and Panhand and the other Cenobites are there, and, they're, and Panhand's like, I want the, the man who did this. And she's still thinking that it's her, that it's her dad that her dad that killed Frank. Yes. So she's like, "No, that wasn't the deal." And I'm just like, "No, that's your dad on the floor." <laughs> yeah, because she's thinking that they want her dad. To, exactly. Yeah. So uh, I mean, it was clever too. I yeah. like that part of the story. Yeah. Um. So yeah, well, later on when she does find out, uh, and and Frank's cover is blown, uh, she basically kind of like takes a chunk out of his face as well. Um, Big and, fucking scratch and just went deep. Yeah, and you just see like flesh hanging off yeah. of it, and um, yeah. After that, that he pulls out his his switchblade and he's gonna kill Christy. Julia's you know they're holding her from behind. Uh, Christy ducks out, you know, moves out the way in the last second, and Julia, that's it for her. And Frank uh, absorbs her essence, uh, you know, at that point. Uh, so uh, so long, Julia. We you know. You know, until the sequel. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but like I said, good character right there. They were both, you know, even, you know, even though they're villains, if you play a good villain, you're going to get applause from Yes, them. definitely. So, uh, yeah, uh, she ends up where like she blow, you know, she's trying to trick him into uh, giving up his cover because the Cenobites don't know that that's uh, Frank in that skin suit. But when she does trick him, that's when the, you know, the Cenobites, uh, they come into play afterwards after he uh, admits who he is. And that's basically when they, uh, you know, tear his soul apart. We'll tear your soul apart. Yep, in a fucking great scene. So iconic. The effects were done so fucking well. Yeah, and uh, it's done so well. It's like it's memorable, the that you know, the ending uh, part for this one. And it comes to play on that second one because they re-show it uh, on that second part of this. You know what Ash will have to say about that? Groovy. <laughs> <laughs> okay so how paul said that this was an iconic scene and it is uh with this one he's uh basically getting uh the hooks uh coming out of no you know different mm -hmm. places it's basically pinhead that's his power like those hooks come flying at him and it's uh getting him in different body parts because he was after chrissy and they you know his hands going towards her to, to strike her with the knife and uh, you know the hook just goes through his hand and pulls him backwards so it's just an awesome effect. The hook's just going through the body and then just pulling back, you know, and then uh, they're going through his face. So, like, uh, when you do see the last part of him before the end, um, his face is, like, uh, got the hooks in different parts of him, His even, like, towards the eyes. So it's making his eyes kind of all kind of wonky on one side, too. Yeah. Because you got to remember, this was a, his skin suit, you know? So yeah. So it's just pulling it back from... That that muscle shit that he had going on. Yeah. So uh, like, you know, but you can still tell that it's you know that kid, that same character, but it's uh yeah it's pulled off to the side and uh, Christy sees him, 
And it's this like you know she's kind of like seeing her dad, even though yeah. it's not her dad anymore, and she knows it's not her dad, but she's crying because it looks like her dad. That um, and her fucking dad's dead. Yeah. So he's all like you know torn up right there. The the there the Cenobites already got him where he can't get away right there, and he's right there. Kind of it's kind of like that pleasure and pain kind of thing. Uh, he's right there, and he's been in that same position kind of before and towards the beginning of the mm-hmm. movie when he was in his own skin. So he's right there, and then he says those iconic lines, Jesus wept. Jesus wept. And then he gets his uh, torn up. Yep. Like you just see kind of like the body kind of uh, explode right there where it's getting pulled off into different uh, positions. Um, and uh, one thing we did, like I said, it uh, happened in the beginning and the end. Uh, when it happened in the beginning, you kind of see like uh, rips in his back as well, like in, in his chest, where you see the skin ripping with those hooks going through him. Yeah, they come and, flying out and, of the darkness. And, the, and he does a, that actor did an awesome scream too, because yeah. it felt like real. And that's kind of what scared me too when I saw it towards the beginning. I was like, ah, like it, it looked painful and it screamed. <laughs> it looked real to me. So um, when you afterwards, when he's ripped apart, you see pieces of his face. And, uh, you know, and then the Cenobites are going through there and it's kind of like a puzzle and they're putting that face together. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of trippy right there. You know, you see that going on um, and then it just basically disappears and the room's clean because they took him off to, uh, you know, torture him, finish him off. Well, not finish him, but <laughs> torture him for, uh, you know, for eternity. Uh, so, like I said, that's towards the end where it happens again, but in, in that skin suit. We're at the end of the movie, and that transient comes back into play that we saw earlier in the film. They're walking away, and they toss the puzzle box into some fire. Well, he comes up, and he grabs it out of the fire and just totally, like, sets himself on fire. So they're standing there looking at him like, what the fuck? You see his, his skin kind of melting away a little bit. It was, it was a pretty good effect. They didn't really show you too much because of the flames. Mm-hmm. But what they did was really cool. So you're just sitting there like, what the fuck's going on, you know? And then, you know, all of a sudden it turns into like this big demon, bone, dragon looking creature thing right above the, the fire. And it flies off and then, then it cuts to the next scene and it's that old man in that, that tent and another person is there and he's, he's giving him the puzzle box. And that's when you realize that that old man and the transient are the same and it's a, it's a demon and it's, the, and it's basically the one that is spreading that box around with the people who want it. Yeah. So you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, so like I said, it would have, you know, throughout the series, I, you know, for me, I would have enjoyed more if those, uh, those characters came back. Exactly. Because, because it was really good. It was a really good idea. Yeah, because, I mean, it's, it's funny. It's like they're, they're, they're minor characters, but when you think about it, it's like they, they meant more to the yeah. storyline than Yeah, well, than I mean, with, without, without that, well, essentially it's all the same character. Yeah. You know, without that character, the puzzle box wouldn't be getting around to everybody yeah. who sought after it, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I, yeah, they should have brought it back. And I'm glad that you, uh, the, you uh, said this stuff because uh, I never knew this. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, it, I, never, I never knew that this was the, uh, it was the just same a, character. But uh, 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 It was a conclusion I came to, so hopefully I don't sound stupid, but no, that's no. what, what and I'm it, thinking it is. Yeah, and it makes sense. So that's why I said, I was like, you coming up with this, I was like, hey, that does totally make sense. And like I said, it would even make, you know, make it even more plausible that these characters should have come back. Yeah, definitely. 
Uh, I guess I'll give it my score first. All right. We're going for our rating here for uh, Hellraiser. All right. For uh, Hellraiser. Memo gives it a minus three. Yes. Uh, I am a movie snob. and. I'm going to give it into the negative. <laughs> For fucking Hellraiser? You're, you're going to have a lynch mob out here, dude. <laughs> no, uh, that, that, uh, seriously, with, uh, with this one, I, I would give it um, an eight. Um, just because it's uh, so strong. I, I love this movie. Um, I, I watch it um, every so often. I've watched it numerous times. And, uh, yeah, I own a copy of this one for sure. Um, and like I said, I love Pinhead. I love those Cinnabites. The storyline's awesome. The acting was awesome. Direction, uh, the practical effects. Uh, I enjoyed it all. And then uh, Paul giving me that, uh, where that character is even, you know, made even more sense right there. Makes me love it even more. There you go. Uh, and it's not a, it's, you know, it's not a perfect movie. So that's why I say I can't give it a 10 or a 9 or something. Uh, maybe if I had some paps in me, yes. <laughs> it'll go higher. Which we didn't mention. We have no beer tonight. Yeah, we don't. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like I said, I give it an eight just because it's so strong. And, and uh, I have to mention this, that even though we're giving the score of uh, Hellraiser, which is an eight for me, uh, when I was talking about Blood Rage, it still has a high score for me, but I think I, I upped it just a bit just because of uh, that paps. Blue Raven. <laughs> nope, you got to stick with it, man. <laughs> no, it, yeah, I'm sticking with it. <laughs> but I, like I said, it would have still gotten a high score for me, but just not as high. Just because... Just <laughs> He's be blaming it on the paps, guys. Yeah, but but I still very much enjoy that one. But going back to Hellraiser, uh, I love Clive Barker. Uh, to me, it's like one of uh, one of the best movies that I like in horror uh, with it. Iconic character with uh, Pinhead. I love those other... Like I said, we love those the, the Cenobites, just the... Uh, the art of them, you know, like the way they look. Um, so them, creative. Them creating them, the, 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 the powers that they have. And then afterwards, when you find out more story of them, you know, which at some point we'll get to uh, at, a, you know, another episode. Yeah, definitely. So, because for the, for the first Hellraiser, you don't really know too much about them at all, why they look the way they do. Yeah. So, and in further installments, you find out why each one has that own look. And it's it's really cool, yeah. So uh, like I said, one of you know it's classic for me, classic horror right here. So like I said, it's an eight. So very high score, but um, you know I can't find too many faults on the movie. There there may be some, and like I said, maybe it's that that part where she sees her dad, and you know he's got that blood around, and he's not questioning nothing. That's pretty much the only thing that I'm like, oh, and, and that's it's just whatever. like a, it's just like a not even a major thing, no. but just the kind of nitpick right there. But eight out of ten is very strong. How about you, Paul? Uh, I'm gonna go with the the same, an eight out of ten. Um, basically everything that you said. Um, for me, when it comes to it though, like I love Pinhead, the Cenobites. I like the I love the whole lore that Clive Barker created mm -hmm. in a whole. So, you know, it's kind of hard to to think of just this one movie. Yeah. Because it's a huge franchise, and yeah. I'm not going to say that any of the other ones did it better than the first one. There's parts of the other ones that I do like a lot more than some of the parts in the original. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, Hellraiser 2 and 3 are fucking awesome. Yeah, uh, There's a lot of good shit in those, and especially when it comes to understanding the characters a little bit more, uh, knowing what the Cenobites are, where they came from. So in a whole, like... The, the lore, like, it, it's really up there for me. Yeah. 
Um, one thing that I felt to mention, like I want to try, you know, sometimes we don't give credit to every aspect of the movie. He wants um, to give credit to the boom guy. No, well, who knows? Maybe. <laughs> but I mean, like it was, it was, like I said, well done job throughout this movie. And I can't, you know, you got to give credit to the music of the movie as well, because the music puts you into the mood of it. And when yeah. you hear it, uh, you know, it's iconic where it's like, OK, when you hear that. That's Hellraiser. Exactly. So it had good, you know, it had good music. It gets you into the feel of it. Um, and like I said, the uh, the art direction, the the filming, the way it was done to do certain stuff on it. Besides music, the sound. Yes. The, like when when the light the sound going, design. Yeah, like I mentioned, the light part when they're coming, but also like when uh, Pinhead's there and you hear the chains. And um, just some of the, the, like, even the, the, the guttural monster stuff, like when that monster with that, that worm monster yeah. that Paul said, that one had good sound. And even there's other sounds, but I can't describe what they are. And it's that, that hell. Well, everybody's seen this fucking movie, so they know what you're talking about. Yeah. So, but I mean, I know what you're talking about. But just, I gotta, you know, like the effects part, even when, like, that, like, when Frank reforms in that scream, that, yeah. the, that you know, the fully, the unformed. Frank makes when it's back felt like if it was really getting reformed again. So that was our review of Clive Barker's Hellraiser. I fucking love the movie. And so did I. <laughs> Ash says groovy. So go check it out. All right, Cripsters, it's that time of the show for the Will of Doom. Let's get this shit going. You also know that means it's almost the end of the episode. <laughs> so, uh, I'm stoked. <laughs> I know you guys are, too. <laughs> All right. So, uh, we did this one, uh, like, we, we made a list of different movies. Big-ass fucking list. Yeah, we still got more to, to add on for sure. Um, but uh, we did this where it was just what Paul did it where he just, it was kind of like, when you have a map in your room, like old school, where it's like pinned to the wall and you just like wave your hand around and don't look and you just point your finger to something and you're like, OK, I'm going to make I'm going to make a trip over it that way, yeah. wherever it lands. Uh, and that's how we this is how we picked our picks. So uh, Paul, Paul made his pick that way. I'd have to follow suit and do the same thing. Yeah, it was pretty fucking fun. I think we're going to do this more often. And I liked it because uh, the movie that you got was uh, pretty cool. I, I hope, you know, I kind of hope you win too. But the one I got too, like, I was like, eh, maybe I should have got something else. I, and then I was like, no, you know what? I'm going to stick to it. Why, you know, that's the rules. And uh, I liked it because it was uh, kind of a more obscure one. So if it does win, I'll still be happy because uh, I don't think many people have seen it. And I know Paul hasn't seen it. I haven't. It. We made that list of movies that we like. It's not... I don't think there's, like, garbage movies on there at all. No, but, I mean, it's more obscure, and it's not the greatest, but it's still all right. Yeah. So, um, let's uh, say our picks and uh, what color we pick. <clears throat> all uh, right. All right. I'm going to do red. You're picking red? Yep. So, uh, I'm left with black. And uh, now we're going to say which uh, movies we got. Um, I'll go first. Yep. This is the one where Memo's, like... God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the movie I got is going to be uh, Gargoyles. Is this like a sci-fi movie or something? Like made for TV? I never heard of this. It was made for TV. Okay. It's not the, the cartoon, right? Because that was really dope. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, it was in the cartoon. All right. Okay. I'm down. Uh, my pick uh, at random 
with Satanic Panic, and I was really stoked for that. Yeah, I enjoyed that movie. So, so. I hope that I win. We'll see what <laughs> happens. It's the luck of the uh, the bouncing ball right here. All right, so uh, we're going to give her a spin. I'm going to drop it in. Come on, baby. Come on, baby. Red. Satanic Panic. Fucking dope. Satanic Panic wins. Yes, yes. Looking forward to that. I know it's Madman. He's going to be like, fuck yes. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, you know what's crazy was it was part of the uh, that uh, Fangoria thing too, where um, it would it could have been you know one of the winners, but at least hey you know what the people that were nominated that that's an awesome uh, thing as well because uh, if you were nominated that means you were at least decent to be on that list yeah exactly you know? so uh, Satanic Panics there, uh, and uh, I'm looking forward to that. Yes, I am too, man. I I really enjoyed that movie. Yeah, so I think I've seen it maybe one time, but uh, I'm looking forward to, you know, watching it again. Exactly. I know Madman bought it, so he's, he's already ready. Oh, well, <laughs> party at his place. We're going to go watch it there. Yes, yes. Madman, I know you're stoked. <laughs> yep, that's what I thought. All right, so that was the Wheel of Doom. That was fucking fun. We're, I definitely want to do that random draw kind of thing again. Yeah, it was it was fun, and then like I said, I was like, I felt like kind of doing take backs. <laughs> yeah, you should have seen the look on his face when when, when I told him what he was pointing at. <laughs> but, uh, and we didn't get a Cripster pick this this uh, time around. That's why we did it this way. No, but I was okay with it. Like I said, it was kind of obscure that I don't think many people have uh, you know seen it. So maybe it may, might be interesting, like to for someone to be like, hey, maybe I might you know want to listen up and. See yeah. what this crap's about. Watch watch next episode. You do another random draw right at Gargoyles. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, son of a bitch. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Cripsters, that's our pick right there for uh, next time. All right. So, that's going to do it for tonight's episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. I know I did. Yeah, I had fun. It was, uh, you know, I love both. You know, the movies were, were awesome doing it and everything else. And I always have a good time over here at the Crypt. Definitely. So uh, if you haven't already or you just want to watch it again, check out Night of the Demons. Definitely watch Hellraiser. I know you guys already seen it, so that goes without saying, but I said it anyway. Fuck it. <laughs> or rewatch it. It's worth it. And uh, like we had said earlier in the episode, we're going to leave you with a song from Poultrygeist, the horrorcore rapper. Um, this one's called The Tall Man. All right, guys. Have a good night and stay creepy. Fucking fantastic. Fantastic poltergeist, goddammit, I can't stand it. Don't fear, don't fear the black castle, last chance to command action, action. Already did cancel that random death rattle, second like I'm having back spasms. Federally ransack a memory last atom, hunted like Patch Adam, on fire like a bad batch of Samsung. I can take you to a place that's so much worse than hell. So what hurt you will then burn you well. The funeral's about to begin, sir, and it was worth the kill. It starts in the cemetery, ends with the play, ends with the fades, end in my way. You can see the evil spread like a plague. Come and see oblivion, I beg you to stay. Boy, you can see a casket or two. The rapture's ravage, you're collapsing. The moon breaks, fears of fear, near for path to get through. Little hood of creatures for handling you. Welcome to the cult. Kill them all, kill them all, kill them all. them have a pulse, we're all cannibals. You don't have the balls, knock you off your fucking pedestal. Cross dimensional, intellectual, dangerous. With your reflection, pull through yourself, your pulse vibrating like angel dust. Uh, no fakes with us. Uh, come get insane, the range with us, main with us. Uh, come get insane, the range with us, main with us. Lord of the dead, you can wake up in the coroner's bed. This is the hour for mourning.
burning in dread Drain all the blood that was stored in his head Lord of the dead, Lord of the dead You can wake up in the coroner's bed This is the hour for mourning and dread Drain all the blood that was stored in his head I just need a tuning fork in a pen Undertaker under stress, you're in over your head Over the hill with the ball and a spike Right, Mike, I'ma open your friends Oh, don't, don't get involved then Try and take a shotgun to the tall man Will he shotguns a tall can conjures a black hole and kick your fucking walls in I'm so deadly, Reggie, not so friendly, Reggie I am death directly, Reggie I will fucking end this, Reggie Cause when the game is finished, that's when you die A part of me of being every tear that you cry I'll be inside every mirror nearby Open your eyes, wanna open the skies Open your minds, literally And figuratively And figuratively I'm making the killer, replacing the living I'm breaking in acres and acres of villains For real, I'm a different breed I'ma give them a different reason And deep in the ceiling Sticking the needle so deep in the tissue It breaches the bone till it reaches the core And it eats through your soul Then I'm tearing it out like pulling the key through the hole Whatever your mind frame, whenever the time frame You're never in my lane, I really get irate Mr. Scrim, never forget my name I raise brows, I sharp as a side blade Lord of the dead, Lord of the dead You can wake up in the coroner's bed This is the hour for mourning and dread Drain all the blood that was stored in his head Lord of the dead, Lord of the dead You can wake up in the coroner's bed This is the hour for mourning and dread Drain all the blood that was stored in his head